this week on Invasion of the Podcast. Please pour one out for the whiskey truck. We give thanks for the cornucopia of delights that is Chopping Mall. And Black Friday deals are back. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of the attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Evasion of the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time. My name is Paul, and somewhere out in the furniture department, getting it on is Steve. Hello, everybody. I'm just the guy who went for smokes and then never came back. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you'll be missed. Just get that gum out of your mouth. I would appreciate that. Um, and, and joining <laughs> us tonight. TMJ. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. Um, so and joining us tonight, uh, cause this is our, our Thanksgiving episode. We have, we have, um, a, a bountiful table. We have, uh, uh, my other pot, well, all my podcast husbands here. I have uh, Terry uh, from strange highways. He's here with me cause he values my physical company more than you, Steve. So hi Terry. And I brought my own Turkey leg, so don't worry about it guys. I'll Wonderful. get my own. Wonderful. And then, uh, all the way out in the wilds of Pennsylvania, we have uh, other podcast husband and friend of the show, Richard. Out in pencil turkey, we shoot on turkeys. <laughs> it's why do I think that like it's like Back to the Future three where it's like you just keep the buckshot in it when you eat it. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like that's yeah. it just adds flavor. You know, like it's like it's just pepper. Keeps it in the oven. <laughs> that's why you just shoot them with rock that. salt. Yeah, right. they they heat yeah. and from the inside it cooks the meat. Right, not that how that yeah. works. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Thank you, Terry. Is there any like odd like um, Western Pennsylvania like Thanksgiving dishes like that you think they're local to just that area, or no? I don't know. Uh pierogies, kibasi. Uh No, actually, I'm kidding. <laughs> Even though I do eat a fair amount of kibasi and uh, and pierogies, but uh, no, no. Okay, I just didn't. we do occasionally stuff turkeys with sauerkraut. That, that's, <laughs> no, actually, that's a lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch. Potatoes, it's right? just a bunch of terrible towels stuffed into a turkey. Oh, and then just terrible it. towels and ruining it. it. <laughs> <Not a sauerkraut>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or as we insers say, sauerkraut. Oh gosh! All right. Yes. Yeah. So um, speaking so, of accents, yeah. So we're going to be we're going to be talking about the um, the holiday classic uh, Chopping Mall, um, which we think was be a fun movie to get into right after because we we're talking about like it's our Thanksgiving episode, but then you got Black Friday. We're bringing back Black Friday deals. We didn't do it last year because as much as it is just us just having some fun making some deals i just didn't think it was a good idea to be like hey everybody i want to make a joke of you going outside amongst all the infected for some special deals so now if you're vaccinated go on outside with all the infected for the special deals <laughs> that's you know, sad but true um so we're going to do that uh we got some weekend talk as um you know required on the show it is the one of the bylaws of invasion of the podcast steve you had a very eventful <laughs> weekend please tell us Yes, I uh, I left the house. Um, so uh, usually I talk about things that I watch in the house. I actually went to a movie theater again. So uh, I think this was my fourth uh, viewing of a movie in the theater this year. So uh, you know, normally that number is much higher, but in the yeah, you like to live environment we live in now, that's 
par for the course. So it's high, high actually. Um, so yeah, the, the Thursday night I went to uh, the uh, opening of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I won't do a big re- review here. I will just say um, it had the movie cut its nostalgia by about fifty percent with its references. I would have been much happier. Um, I'm also at a point now where uh, I, I and I hate to say this, but. Uh, I'm good with my childhood things staying in my childhood in the sense of we, I don't need, you know, I know that like, there's no way that these things are going to end, but my childhood keeps getting mined for things. And, uh, you know, as excited as I am to say like, Oh, Michael Keaton's Batman again, you know, uh, Ghostbusters. That's a weird weird spoiler for Ghostbusters. If Michael Keaton's Batman, but thank you. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I guess I did uh, jump a ship there with my I'm train of thought. So <laughs> the point that I was trying to make is is that uh, as excited as I am for other things to still be returning from my childhood, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, while I did enjoy the film, um, I wished it would have cut back its references, and I, I I certainly had some issues with it. The 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 thing is is that the kids work great in it. The, the whole story about... Uh, you know, it being in the middle of nowhere and the kids all that stuff's all great. It's when they're like, got to remind you every 10 seconds that it's a Ghostbusters movie, that it becomes problematic. And, uh, I, I not problematic in, you know, like a, <laughs> it's, it's certainly not problematic. And you know, like, it gets weirdly movie. racist sometimes. I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> it's like, not like a song in the South, but <laughs> I got to say, I didn't realize that Paul song? Rudd's character was a Klansman. It just got really weird, you know, like, Here's my idea, guys. It's Song of the South, but with ghosts. What do you? <laughs> um, oh, uh, wasn't that the haunting of Connecticut to the ghosts of uh, ghosts of Georgia? Wasn't that what that movie was? Anyway, um, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just say that you know, it's I wanted to enjoy it more, and I think had it trusted its instincts and not had to feel like it's got to fall so much back on the lore and uh, things that were created 37 years ago. I would have enjoyed it more. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I, and I'm a pro 2016 Ghostbusters person as well. Like, um, so I was not one of the people who's like championing at the bit. It was like, I want my, I want 70 year old Ghostbusters back on the screen. You know, that was never me. So uh, maybe I'm in the minority because it does seem that the audience score is unridiculously high compared to the critic score. And I mean, it's certainly not Masters of the Universe Revelation scores where you could clearly tell that they were trying to tank the uh, the reviews. But the the last time I looked at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think the audience score was like a 95. I think the credit score was like a 60. And I'm like, I'm falling closer to the 60 as opposed to the 95. <laughs> so I just I saw some people reacting on Facebook like no one posted spoilers. Uh, but I saw one of the comments that just like, and, and, and I'm glad that you had a good time with it. I know um, uh, Joe, former host, he also went to go see it. And he liked it too. Cause you, t- you guys talked about it briefly in our group chat and then spoiled it for me. I'm kidding. Um, uh, you guys talked about Batman a lot. I didn't know why, uh, but I saw there was like some comments about like, man, was that so hard? And I'm just like, that makes me not want to watch the movie. You know, like just that, that kind of reaction of like, was it that hard to do? Like, like they're saying that as in like a compliment. And I'm like, well, then that means that you didn't want to be challenged or brought something different. So I guess, I mean, if, if you're going out, if you're going out to eat and you want pizza and you're going to get pizza, that's fine. 
Um, you know, so I guess if you're expecting this and they, they bring out like, well, we're going to, you know, bring out like, I don't know, foe or something, but that's not what I, <laughs> like, that's not what I ordered. It's like, no, it's fine. You know, like this is pizza foe. I don't know what that means, but like, but at the same time, it's like, what, don't you also think like, as you get older, your palate changes and you might want something a little different. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm not, and not that I'm saying this has to be like this avant-garde Ghostbusters movie, but yeah, I, I think nostalgia is getting really, really poisonous at this point. Well, in in regards to the was that so hard comment, the only thing that I'll say is is that yeah, it was hard because I don't I don't necessarily feel like it works the way it's done in this movie. So I know exactly what they're referring to, but you know, again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Oh. But but honestly, like those things that they're referring to don't actually work as well within the context of the story. They're just sort of like when they happen, it's like, hey, remember, you know, Ghostbusters? Well, here's more of it. And it, I'll leave it at that. I just I enjoyed it. You know, I'm probably going to end up buying it when it comes out. I don't mean to make it sound like I walked out of the theater and was like, oh, what utter trash. But I was just I was disappointed. You know, I tried to actually put it up against you know, where I was when I walked out of say force awakens versus this and, you know, force awakens gets tagged with like, it's the same movie as a new hope. And I won't deny that there's absolutely similarities. There's a gigantic death ball. Uh, you know, there's somebody living on a desert planet who's got abilities that they don't know about. Totally get it. But the difference for me was, is that as, as much as you felt like force awakens was a warm hug, uh, Ghostbusters is a big sloppy wet kiss then because it's just drenched in its own nostalgia, like which from, is like from your aunt that you you've known for years. Right. I'm kidding. I don't know if that means. Right. Yep. <laughs> like, you're like, well, she's wearing a tube top, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only through uh, marriage. Are we recording? Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, it's not by blood, by marriage. Yeah. yeah that's, that's Terry. Oh, okay. Terry's right. Like we don't, we're not Game of Thrones territory here. Come on. Um, so that you know, rem- note to self: Aunt Ginny is your aunt. You know. Uh, yeah. So, all right, uh, I, Richard. I don't know. If, do you have anything to chime in on in like, regards to like the, like the nostalgia or like how people like? I know you haven't seen the movie, and I know that you know you don't necessarily. It, like deep dive into like Steve and I always like, we don't want to do it, but we end up reading like like what everybody says. And it's always makes us frustrated because I don't know why we do that. Because I know I do it, you know. And I always kind of, I'm always curious about what other people think about things. And I'm, then I immediately be like, I I should I don't want to know what they actually think. But I've read it already. Well, what I wanted to know is where this stood against Steve, or, or, or where um, stood against Steve. That's not quite how I wanted to word it. Like, like, like a, Steve, like a, an what an, I want to know an, is an where marriage. does it stand? Yeah, yeah where, where does it stand for you in relation to say? Um, Vegas vacation. <laughs> oh God! Well, um, I mean, it's much better than Vegas vacation. I'll I don't know. If that's possible. I mean, <laughs> I it doesn't really take much to be better than Vegas vacation. Okay. I mean, right. so uh, I'm trying to Newton, think of movies that. You how know, much Wayne Newton is in I, Ghostbusters I, Afterlife? I, I haven't enough. seen the Ace Ventura where he's a little kid, but I'm pretty sure that's better than Vegas vacation. So, <laughs> I mean, just Jim Carrey crawling out naked out of a fake rhino's ass is better than pretty much anything I've just talked, we've just talked about here. So, um, I will take that part of the sequel to the uh, Ace Ventura to base it. I love that part in that movie. Yeah. That movie's not very good, but that part's amazing. I lose it every time. (laughs) Yeah. Mommy, mommy, look. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, all right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So you say this is a better film than Vegas Vacation, I, which I doubt, but I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's no down way. already. No, I just I like the idea that somehow it's it's becoming now not even a week out from the previous episode that like I've become like this big defender of Vegas Vacation where I watched it on a Sunday morning <laughs> and, and I and I laughed out loud a couple of times and I was like, oh, okay, well that was worth it. Like that's kind of where I later on it, but like since Steve didn't like like much of it. I had to kind of feel like I had to like kind of bring why I thought it was funny, but now it suddenly sounds like I'm like, this was this underrated comedic gem from 1997 <laughs> or whatever. And it's not. I must go and tell people about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I'll go to people's right. houses for the holiday and they'll be putting a Christmas vacation. I'll walk up to like their, like their, their streaming service and just like break their TV or just like take the disc out and throw it out in the snow and be like, this is a rubbish movie compared to Vegas vacation and make them watch that. So I'll say this, uh, last words on Ghostbusters. Um, I mentioned, I think, our last episode that the original Ghostbusters is probably in my top five favorite films of all time. So knowing how much I love Ghostbusters and my reaction and knowing that you're just like, yeah, it's a thing that I saw when I was a kid and I'm okay with it. It's a laugh. I enjoy the movie. I think you're going to really hate it. Um, I didn't want to put that in the text uh, uh, chat. I, I, I am. I am picturing you just being angry. I know. I like so, Ghostbusters. It's just you know. It, no, like, it's not about Ghostbusters. I'm talking about the use of nostalgia. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that, uh, that's you're true. gonna. Yeah. It's gonna ruin the movie for you. Is what I'm yeah, saying. We'll see. Like, I mean, you know, we. Just, <laughs> We just got like Space Jam: A New Legacy that just came out, and like everyone's like, "Well, the other original was so much better." I'm like, "Yeah, it was high art versus that, sure." <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're both kids' movies involving basketball and goofy shit. Like, I don't know, but uh, and then also, you know, like your Ready Player Ones and all that. Like, I nostalgia could be handled like well or not. You know, like I like I think I think you can have some fun with callbacks. I think you can have fun with a little bit of reference, but it's just. <laughs> It's just whatever you you have to almost like, like Kevin Smith did it best in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when he paused the movie and, and put an arrow on Mark Hamill and was like, hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. Applause. Because no one realized in the test screening that was him dressed up as Cockknocker. So it's like that was the one time of like, this is Luke Skywalker in a, 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 like a Jay and Silent Bob film. You need to recognize like this took a while to make this happen. That's OK. But whenever it's like a constant, that's where I have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying that it feels cheap or unearned, but it, it's just it's 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 just too much of like not letting it be its own thing and being too steeped in. Uh, and uh, as much as I hate the term fan service, because I, I do feel like fan service is something that you do kind of have to pay attention to. Like, well, OK, if it's for the fans, like, what are we doing with this? Like, I, I get that, you know, um, so that's a double edged sword. But. Here it's like it, it goes overboard. I think in that regard, that's that's Fair my enough. biggest issue. Okay. Um, but uh, on to other things, we'll talk about more positive things. Uh, uh, just two quick things I wanted to mention. Uh, I have been meaning to talk about this for the last few weeks, so I feel really bad that I kept forgetting about it. Um, but uh, there is a really cool documentary slash. Again, uh, going back to the use of the term documentary, I, I guess it qualifies, but it's it's. Um, a movie called Joyride, and uh, it's Bobcat Goldthwait um, and uh, Dana Gould um, just driving to different places and doing their stand-up. And all it, it is is you get snippets of their stand-up, but also uh, they're driving together in a car, so like they're going to different shows and stuff like that. And Bobcat just put a camera in the back seat, so it's just them 
like talking and having these fun conversations. And I think it's an interesting look at two really funny comedians. And, and, you know, I, I know that we've talked about Bobcat and our, our love for a lot of the work that he's done. Um, you know, both Scrooged and One Crazy Summer and uh, even Shakes the Clown, stuff like that. But I think that he is a really, really talented, not only director, but just stand up overall. Um, and getting to be like the backseat of, of those two having conversations is a real fun watch. And I would highly recommend it if you're a fan of either of those guys. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. I, I do want to see the film. Like I, I've been, yeah, I've been intrigued by it because, like, like to seeing them kind of have like this easy relationship, and then Bobcat even admitting like that he didn't like Dana Gold to begin with, or the other way around. Like hearing that story of how they met. Because, like, so yeah, I want to watch the movie. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think one of my highlights of it is, um, uh, you know, Bobcat talking about the fact that Police Academy has somehow been really. <laughs> Uh, embraced by like conservatives, which I th- I think is interesting, um, and how that's so not who he is. <laughs> so it's always this culture clash. Whenever people talk to him about the movie, and and uh, I I won't ruin it, but I, it's it's a pretty funny bit in the movie. Um, so what and, you're saying uh, is conservatives are all about when Commandant Lassard was getting a blowjob while giving a speech <laughs> to all the um, the graduates. That's I mean at least they're forward thinking. I appreciate that. Well, I just you know Terry, I, I wasn't really right parallel. Well. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the police Academy movies, Terry, but that did yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it was uh, oh god, I remember the scene. Yeah, it's, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Steve, I'm stepping on you. By the way, but, using the term blowjob, we just lost our whole all ages thing, Paul. So uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, Radio edit. No, like I'm sorry. It was um, an, an inflation opportunity. I don't know what do you want to call it. I don't. I don't. I, I don't got it. So, I think you can say the word like I don't know. Like there, there's the American crime story like thing on FX right now that's dealing with uh, the Clinton and like the whole thing. So, I mean, I think that word's okay to say now, isn't it? I just is it not? Is it inappropriate? I mean, it's a little blue for my taste, but oh. you know, I am very conservative. <laughs> blue. So. It's, it's, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve, for the blue job. Uh, I didn't mean that to happen there, but um, all right. Yeah. Anyway. So. All right. And then sorry. Mahoney. Mahoney. Yeah, was, that, the Mahoney. Yes. Mahoney. At, yeah, I remember that scene now. No, but Richard, you're right. That is. I think that's the past tense for that. You know. Yes. <laughs> blue job and blue job. Yeah. I mean, because I know, um, I know, Steve Martin was promised an opportunity in the jerk. Because he was promised um, a possible, what was it, a blowjob? Like he was looking for more money. He's like, so what was the line? Like, oh, I have, I possibly getting more money recently, like later because she has promised me a blowjob. <laughs> I think is what the, the line is in there. Um, yeah. Anyway, I know. Now that I said that word eight thousand times. Um, moving on. Uh, you, but Steve, you also you, you're you're stepping on like you had also. Well, this is the last thing, yes, thing. Yes. I wanted to build to it. I I wanted to, you know, I wanted to talk about. You wanted uh, to work to I the was... climax of your weekend, if you, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. If if all this is foreplay, this is the climax. So uh, Sunday, I was uh, well. Uh, no, actually, Saturday night, I was uh, lucky enough to get to uh, go on and uh, talk about two noir films uh, with El Goro on Talk Without Rhythm. Um, two films that I had not seen and. Uh, you know, the deeper we get into our podcast here, the more and more things I realize that I haven't seen. And then El Goro throws things at me that I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? These are things that I should have seen and have not. Um, so uh, with that in mind, the two films that we discussed were uh, Kiss Me Deadly and uh, Touch of Evil. Um, I enjoyed 
both of them quite a bit, um, and they were both first-time watches. I will say this for, and I, I believe I touched upon this in the episode, uh, Touch of Evil is like... May, may I interrupt for a second? Please yes. do not spoil Kiss Me Deadly. I believe that's later on my list of November. Uh, oh, no, Please I'm continue. not going to spoil the movie. I, I just okay. wanted to mention that uh, um, Touch of Evil, uh, one, I'm ashamed for never having seen it at this point, um, but also uh, it's... I've never seen a movie that looks like it. Like, it's... It's perfectly shot. I know it's Orson Welles. I get it. Like you hear, you know, oh, a seven minute tracking shot at the beginning of the film. And you just think like, oh, it's two people walking and talking, you know, and not that it's not hard to do, but you, you're thinking of the era. So I'm not thinking that it's going to be this impressive opening shot where the camera goes up and down and crosses over. And it's a it's a ridiculously complicated shot that I don't even know that they could do that well today, let alone in 1948, I think is when it was. No, it was the 50s, I think. But uh, that said, yeah, 58. My apologies. Um, I was I was blown away by that movie uh, just visually. Uh, it's every shot is a feast. Like, it really is. So if you guys want to hear us uh, talk about both those movies, please uh, go check out uh, Talk Without Rhythm. And if you're not already listening to them, you should be anyway. So go check out Talk Without Rhythm. El Gore does a bang-up job every week. Um, and I was uh, I was very happy to uh, uh, talk about both films, and I did not pull a Garth. I was expecting it to be, like, without Paul being there, I was expecting it to be like that scene where Wayne leaves Wayne's World and Garth's just sitting there like... You know, this is I'm not fun. Nervous. Not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, have you seen the movie Scanners? Like, like, <laughs> no, I, I listened to the episode and you, you, you know, you did wonderfully. Like I wasn't like, wasn't like I'm going to sit there and grade and be like, you know what? Just, you know, this amount wasn't great. I'm going to give it a seven. No, no, you guys had a really you fun would. conversation. Um, and I did skip past the, 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 like there's like four or five minutes at the end of the kiss me deadly part. Cause you start talking about one specific plot point that I do not want revealed to me. Same thing, Richard Lee. I've not seen the movie. I don't want it ruined. Um, and yeah. so like that sounded very intriguing and I, I'd skip past that, but touch of evil. I've seen the tracking shot and it's amazing. I've not actually sat down and watched that movie yet. I will get to it. Um, but I, like, Did, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say, were, were you in the same film class that I was in with? Yeah, I think I so. Don't know if it was, We've, Dr. Roberts, because I thought yes. we watched that one. Well, we watched Citizen Kane. Um, I don't or, think we watched, because our, our history of film class, I know that we uh, suffered through Battleship Potemkin. Uh, we suffered yeah. through, um, uh, you know, they, like, we, well, there was also some fun stuff in there, too. Not that this is this episode, but like to get into, but we ended up watching Gold Rush. That was a lot of fun. There's a lot of yeah. things that I ended up appreciating that I did, never considered, like um, The Graduate was a film I saw then. And that film, oh, yeah, that film's amazing, excellent. but I don't think we watched, I mean, watch Casablanca. We, you know, we did see that as well, but I don't remember watching touch of evil for the class. I mean, I could be forgetting. I do remember the opening sequence of seeing the, the, the bomb go in the trunk of the car and then seeing the camera, the crane shot that moves through this entire set. And I remember like digging that because I think citizen Kane as, as slow, like slow moving as like a character pieces is, like Steve, like you said, everything going on in that film, you're just like, how did somebody think of this at that time? And I need to go back and I need to actually watch touch of evil because Citizen King's always going to have a special part in my heart because he was some of those cuts and edits in that film and some of the camera placements, um, work today. Like they still feel modern. And I'm going to guess that's what you feel about touch of evil. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I picked it up on Blu-ray on Amazon, I think for like 10 bucks. And there's like three versions of the film on there. So uh, you could do a lot worse than uh, – and I'm sure that things are going to be on sale here within the next day, knock on wood. But uh, if you are not uh, looking to secure a copy, you could at least uh, probably rent it somewhere as well. I, but I would highly recommend – checking out both films um and touch of evil is just it, I, I i describe it in the episode because I, I can't talk about anything and not bring up batman but uh i've talked about that i feel like uh the killing joke is a perfectly visually told story there's not a bad panel within that book every every panel is pitch perfect i feel like every shot in touch of evil is perfect like i, I could not get over how how ahead of its time it feels, but also just how damn good looking it is. And then you think that, you know, Orson Welles, everybody knows that he got heavy late in life, which is the, uh, you know, the thing that I want to start about me. I want people to think that I was thinner uh, after I'm gone. They're like, you know, he really didn't put the pounds on until he was like in his 60s. But um, <laughs> he's actually still thin at that time. He's wearing prosthetics, including a fake nose. You can't tell. Um, I don't know really? if it's the black and white helping or what, but yeah, it's. Yeah, oh, like, I had no idea. I thought we were getting yeah. chunky Orson Welles. That. <laughs> chunky He's, Orson Welles. That's the that's the one hearty soup that they don't sell anymore. Yeah, uh, I love that. They don't. Yeah. I know. He's wearing like sixty pounds worth of prosthetics to make himself look heavier, and yeah, like it's crazy. Even in Kane, so. like he, um, like there's a, there's a little bit towards the end because he was like what like like late twenties when he made Kane. Oh like, yeah, and they but he ate like the way they aged him like it like it holds up really really well there too so so yeah no I I, I need to get touch evil Richard I know you've been doing your own noir vember that's why I thought this would be a good piggyback because I don't know if you got to anything else this week and I know you've been texting me what you've been watching and you've oh, yes. given me this wonderful hit list of what to get to oh yeah yeah but both of those are fairly solid um but um. Yeah, well, this weekend I got into. Should, should, is this my weekend turn? I mean, Stephen Lester, something else you got into. It sounds like you had a pretty full weekend. Yeah, I was saying. No, no, that that those were the three things that I wanted you're, to hear. Like, so. listen, like Ghostbusters Afterlife and then Touch of Evil, like both masterpieces, is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, Touch of Evil is a little nostalgic for me, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> you got nostalgic for. Uh, Charlton Heston uh, and Brownface is what you got nostalgic for, and we're not going to oh, get it. Charlton Heston as a Mexican. Oh, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I showed that movie to my wife last year for our for our first noir November. We, we we've done two now. We're in the middle of our second one right now. So I thought, okay, we got to watch Touch of Evil, and we're watching it. And I said, now before we watch this, I, let me just prep you for this. <laughs> I told her so. Well, wait a minute. They did what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlton Heston, Mexican. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, what was it? Um, oh, and duck, you sucker. Not duck, you sucker. Uh, it's the one, uh, it's another Sergio Leone movie. Rod Steiger plays a Mexican American, not Mexican American, sorry, oh. Mexican. And you're like, that's yeah. Rod Steiger. Like that doesn't like, it's like, it's just weird. You're like, yeah. Didn't they do that with in Tropic Thunder as well? Yeah. Just more recently with them. I mean, if you want to, if you really want to get into like aliens too, Vasquez does not like that. Like they did such a good job that you didn't consider that actress. She is uh very pale. And, um, yeah, as we learned I, from I near dark. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I think in doing some research about that, she is like one 
eighth or something like that from uh, South America. But other than that, though, it's like, yeah, you're you're white AF, as the kids say these days. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. That is what they that say. I'll throw. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the last thing I'll throw out about Ch- Charlton Heston in Touch of Evil. Um, in the because I watched the bonus features on the Blu-ray, and he talks about like now, well, he's now he's dead. At the time, <laughs> he uh, that the interview was recorded. He talked about that he regretted not doing an accent, and I'm like, oh my god, thank God you did not do an accent because that would have just been. Yeah, oh my god Rod, they, they yeah, got that picture. audio from his cold dead hand yeah so. no rod steiger yeah. tr- did do an accent and that's not good. so anyway so yeah so what, what's been on your noir vember so far uh richard <laughs> yeah for for this year's uh or actually for this weekend we uh did a double feature um kind of unintentionally of writer producer director billy wilder so we watched um the classic and I'd never seen it. The classic Sunset Boulevard. Oh, oh my God. We, we did. We watched that for that film history class. That's the only time I'd seen that. So maybe you weren't there that day. Maybe you. Uh, maybe. Out, maybe. You know? Yeah. Or maybe I just maybe we weren't in that class. I don't know. But I, I had never seen it. It's good. It's a really good film. Yeah. It, it was excellent. Excellent. And um, the next one we watched uh, Saturday was Ace in the Hole, which uh, has a very young Kirk Douglas playing the main character in that. I, I never believe he's young, so I. I um, well, he still looks old, but he's young. So yes, because every time I think of Kirk Douglas, I think of um, I think of what was it Saturn Three, when he's like like he's like he's like late fifties and he's just rolling around naked, like yeah, he's rolling around naked oh, yeah, with uh, yeah. with Harvey Keitel. I've not seen that. Film yeah, yet. and I I made a gif of it. It's on the blog, uh, so you definitely see <laughs> some Kirk, some Kirk Doug, Douglas ass. I don't know. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, no, you've been texting me all the things you've been watching. It's like, I'm, I'm making like a list and I'm sure I'm going to share that with Steve because it sounds like Steve, you now have, um, it's, it's, it's wonderful when you have a friend, like I'm, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've noir. The big revelation for me so far with this month is that I've been learning that noir isn't, it, it, it is like hard boiled detective fiction can be noir, but noir isn't hard boiled detective fiction. And I've been trying to parse that out because I always kind of put the two together. So that's a big revelation for me, especially when I was in talk with that rhythm week before you. And like we had these two Hitchcock films that, you know, they weren't like, you know, Humphrey Bogart out there, like, you know, with the femme fatale. And and, and as um, El Goro puts it, it's more of the descent into darkness. I have never considered that. So this is a whole swath of things that's not been on like, you know, my um, my radar. So like, it's always cool though, to find that, 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 to hear somebody have that, like that one spark of like, these exist, this is really cool. And then you just want to go chase it. That's exciting. That's awesome. And, and it's somewhat, uh, related to the Jalo, uh, you know, well, yeah, Jalo movies. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like so early go, go ahead. Terry, the I'm glove, sorry. the glove killer, you know, like Italian films and that. So it's all derived from mm-hmm. that. And, uh, so I, Jalo is a really big thing for me lately, so I keep on going down that rabbit hole. And I know that Steve has been doing the same as well. So, so that's probably connected cool. to uh, all the discussions that you were probably having with El Goro. I'm not sure if you guys dove into that. I have to listen to that discussion. But well, I will say spoiler um, that for whatever reason, the last episode that we had of Invasion, there was zero uh, apple or potato talk, and somehow. Uh, 
Talk Without Rhythm got got infected by potato and apple talk. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like my job is done. So I'm excited about like I, Steve. Like when you described what we do, it's like here we got like you know Talk Without Rhythm. We talk about the show great. It's it's like El Gordo does an amazing job. Like he usually does he, he does the heavy lifting by himself the majority of the time. It's amazing. You guys go check it out. It, it's really well thought out, really well researched. He's the most humble guy in the world. And be like, oh, thanks for liking it and whatever. It's like he does a good job. He know he knows he does. Gold stars all around. And then when you're like, describe our show, it's like, well, you know, Vegas vacation, Dune, <laughs> potatoes, apples. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, it, I, it makes us sound like we're like a post dated, like lunchable. It's like, if you guys want, like, <laughs> it's like, if you guys are dumb with good like, description. it's like, if you guys that are dumb with like an actual cool. feast, but you want something snacky, that's questionable, come to our show. But I also did refer to our show as the smooth brain show versus the brain show of uh talk without rhythm but i liked how you're like yeah most recent discussions involved uh us talking about dune uh vegas vacation and potatoes and apples <laughs> we're a well-balanced show we'll put it sure, that way sure yeah like it's a yeah so uh terry anything in the weekend that you got into anything? Uh, so my oh, wife oh, and i oh. it's very oh, sorry richard you're about oh. to, sorry do you have something else to throw out there because you had your noir vember watches Yes, I have my November watches, but my, my big excitement, my big going out party was um, Friday. Got to go to my first concert since the pandemic started, so I'm pretty stoked about that. The um, main band was Municipal Waste. Hell yeah, um, dude. Yes, so you would have been all about them. Um, I only stayed for one or two of their songs because the main band I was there to see was Crowbar. I knew so, it. Uh, I knew it. Yeah. I, I, I know your flavor, dude. And they they yep. actually just recently played here, too. So I, a couple of my friends went to the, see the show here in uh, in Cleveland area. Uh, okay, nice. So yeah, how, I think how was that, going to an actual show full of people? Like, was there, like, that anxiety? Because it's like, oh, I'm amongst those I don't know now. Like, how did you feel about that? I was all right. My uh, buddy of mine and I went, who went, uh, kind of hung in the back where the alcohol section was. So all the <laughs> kids and mosh pit and whatever else was up and front. So like, okay, I, yeah, I'm away from all the sweaty people. I'm, I'm in back. Just kind of <laughs> hanging tight. So. That was pretty cool. Well, that's that good. Nice. Oh, I, like, but yeah, I got a crowbar yeah. shirt. Um, I will recommend for all of you thrashers out there, check out Dead Heat. They were the opening band complete thrash throwback like dri nuclear assault hell yeah like the first yeah like kind of like the first two albums of every thrash band ever in the world so i think the songs were maybe three minutes on average so um uh, but no steve i'm sorry the singer did not sound like james hadfield I, uh, so yeah. i here's the, here's the thing you guys are just talking about crowbar and i uh I was like, oh, is this like a new band? And I just went to their Wikipedia. It's like, uh, first album, 1990. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> no, they're they're very – because yeah, he even said it on stage. He's like, yeah, hey, thanks for coming out 30-plus you know, years. I'm like, oh, my God. I, oh. And <laughs> so I sat this is down. another band that I need to investigate. Um, I say yes. Um, he doesn't sing like James Hetfield, so I don't know how that's going to fly. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm well aware. Like, a lot of bands that I listen to did not. I just tried to distill down what it is about them that attracts me and what sometimes is the barrier for entry with other bands, uh, you know? Uh, so that's, you know, yeah. But, yeah crowbar. Uh, I'm suddenly self-conscious now, but go oh, on. Okay. okay. That's all right. Yes. That's okay. I'll, I'll just point it out to you about 10 more times in the podcast, <laughs> but um, yeah, crowbar was excellent. They're, they're probably the only live band I've ever seen that will actually uh, consciously play slower than their albums because <laughs> 
every band on the on the uh, set or on the show were all either thrash bands, municipal waste, and dead heat, and then the middle band skeletal remains. They're complete morbid angel death metal style band. What's up? They're from Ohio. Uh, oh, are they? I believe so. No, that's Skeleton Witch. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought they said California. I think. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. Ohio, California. Crowbar, close enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close enough. But yeah, Crowbar, they're more of a sludgy, doomy type band. They'll have little fast parts here and there. But um, the, the the slower parts, they went even slower than their albums. So, which is pretty cool because a lot of times they'll have kind of dual guitar harmonies going on in that section that almost sounds kind of classical in a way and pretty depressing. So very good stuff. Oh, okay. Well, and, that, uh, that sounds great. That, that was my weekend. Depressing. Yeah. Oh, and they were the loudest band there. So screw the rest of the kids. <laughs> still brings it. Yeah. Cause you gotta be the loudest for all the older people so they can hear it, hear it good. You know, that's cause yeah, you know, exactly. we're all, we're all getting older, you know, like, like I, I've been running that recently where it's like, I people, I'm like, can you repeat yourself? And I'm like, why are these people mumbling? I'm like, is it me now? Am I that guy? <laughs> like, I'm not yes. terrified that that's happening. Um, so, um, but I have headphones on here now, so if I can't hear you guys, that's, that's really bad. So Terry, your weekend, um, after, uh, after you're horribly interrupted about this talk about a concert. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm he sorry. interrupted. I, I sorry, wanted to hear about that. Me, Terry. Um, <laughs> But no, I, uh, the only thing that we really did, my wife and I, we uh, we haven't been able to go like out and to do uh, anything fun, like cruises or go to amusement parks or anything like that. And I said to her one day, I was like, let's go on a cruise. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, let's have some fancy drinks in the house and we will put on movies about cruise lines. And she's like, okay, then I'm in. So we watched Death Ship. And we watched um, uh, uh, Deep Rising as a double feature and just drank all night and watched those. So that was fun. So Death Ship, that was the, the one from the 70s with George Kennedy, right? That's the one. I'm sorry. Uh, Ghost Ship. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Ghost Ship. That's okay. what I meant to say. Yeah. Ghost Ship is uh, it's fun in its own right. But, you know, yeah. it's a little dated. <laughs> Death when, Ship. When you, sorry, go, yes, when you guys ahead. were on the uh, cruise, did you both promptly get COVID? Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that and E. coli. It was really weird. I don't know. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> uh, did you did you purposely leave shrimp out to be like out for hours and then had it like buffet style as part like of the cruise? Did you do that? Yeah, like, we put it right in in front of the sunlight, which <laughs> whatever's left of it in Ohio right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> you make me think of there's an episode of Married with Children when when Al would go on vacation and he would just put like baby gates in, yes, by the, by the couch. Yes, the best. Sit there. <laughs> he can't be disturbed. Yeah, he pretend he's flying and put in like different like movies and like and at one point like uh, Bud's like Dad, he's like talking to him. He's like Bud, come here. He's like I I know I'm here. You know I'm here. But Daddy needs some time away or else he's going to snap. It's like see when you get back, Dad. He's like thanks. You know, going to go like, Psycho Dad, <laughs> Psycho Dad. <laughs> Well, that's fun. Yeah, that's I, you guys I mean, that. it's a it's a way to escape a little bit in some way, and it's like we like to have like little theme nights for our movies, like little double features, and it was just it was nice to not have to go anywhere, man. This is the first weekend in months that I didn't have to have something to do. Like I, yeah. we'd st- we for the most part stayed in the house for all weekend. I was like, 
that's never going to happen again. Yeah, well, it's just because the second half of the year opened up because of vaccinations, right? So it's like suddenly everybody's like boom, 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 boom. And it's like, so it, I still have this weird anxiety, not anxiety, but it's like you've been trained to be like, I'm going to stay home. So then the, the prospect of like multiple days of interactions, you're like, I don't know if I have that in me anymore, you know? So yeah, like this weekend, because I know with the holidays coming up, it's going to be busy. You know, I'm going to see Terry multiple times, you know, Sadly, I'm kidding. I know what that means. What? But no. <laughs> wow. Wow. You scum. Wow. No. No, wow. but it's like this past weekend, it was like. You're getting a dirty old shrimp that's yeah, left sure, over that's from a, our cruise. Yeah, I, you know, it's like, I don't like shrimp, but if it's been like sun cooked, I mean, I might try it. But, uh, um, you know, like the life of a hobo. That's it's all I want. Sun kissed. That's, uh, that's, that's what yeah. I want. You know, just riding the rails and getting dysentery or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> Um, so no, like this weekend that was it, um, on Sunday, I just, I did jack shit. Like I just kind of like, just kind of just settled down and just, I, I think I played overwatch for like, I don't know, at 25 hours. That's not even, that doesn't even make sense. Um, and, and, um, I don't know, that's it. Like I ended up watching chopping mall on Sunday to feel like I did something of worth, which is not really the movie you go to for like, cause I was like, well, I should at least watch it. So like my wife and I sat down and watched it. So that was, that was a nice little, like, you know. We didn't have a theme. It you feel more like, cultured now, though, one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I do feel more cultured. <laughs> yes, but that was my weekend. I don't. I forget what I did on Saturday, but Sunday I completely was like, nope, I'm done. That's just it. I'm going to be a, a bump on a log. So I, I actually did not get to anything new, uh, and I feel alive compared to your guys' uh, wonderful, um, wonderful, rich weekends that you had, enriched weekends. So. There you go. Well, thanks for having us on the podcast. All right, everybody. Okay, um, bye-bye. We'll, we'll yeah. talk to you later. Yeah. Nice seeing you guys. No. All right, no. Um, so, all right, that's going to do it for the weekend talk, which is 40 minutes long. Hooray. Look at that. That's amazing. That's hey. 10 minutes per, almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I took up at least 20 minutes, so uh, I owe you guys some time back. So, no, I, so I will say, <laughs> I will say on Sunday, I will say something yeah. on Sunday, though, that I did spend part of the evening uh, cooking and uh, listening to Steve talk about noir films. So that was having, having Steve in my ears up close and personal. It was uh, quite wonderful. So I recommend that to everybody. I'm hoping when you were cooking, you're making something apple or potato based. <laughs> Well, well, no, but I was wearing an apron and nothing else. That's what was going on. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, it got it got a little little um, weird there because I was like had some cooking grease, and, hot you know, under the yeah, apron, a little little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, because of the grease and and the Steve, but yeah, oh, whatever. Uh, I just when you get two amazing, amazingly sexy men in your ears. You know, you just got to you got to have as little what? clothes as possible. <laughs> you know. All right. All right. Let's just uh, you guys ready? You, with that being said, let's just get to some news. Good news, everyone. So with the news, there's like there's I'm sure there's pop culture stuff, which is I know we normally do, but this is Thanksgiving and we're gonna have some fun. I found some some fun news. Uh, I didn't find anything New Zealand uh, related, but I did find something Australia related. We'll get to that in a second. First story here is several gallons of Jack Daniel's whiskey spilled onto a Tennessee highway. This was actually today when this happened. Police in Tennessee said several gallons of Jack Daniel's whiskey spilled onto a highway on ramp when a truck carrying four hundred thousand dollars worth of the beverage overturned. Um, the Murphy Boroughs Police Department said the semi-truck was turning onto an interstate where it tipped over, causing some of the bottles inside to break and leak their contents on the roadway. Um, just, you know, I think that we should just uh, be sad 
that whiskey got spilled onto the roadway. What I want to know is, is somebody went out there and sopped it up and put it into back into the barrels, and now it's called Tennessee Highway. Because <laughs> that sounds badass. I would like that. Yeah, it's like it's one thing to be like um, bourbon barrel aged, but what on ramp aged? <laughs> I don't know. Rather than having a uh, worm in there, it'll have some uh, little stones in <laughs> yeah, the bottle. Yes. We're going to have some outlaw songs about this soon oh, enough. Yeah. Tennessee oh. Highway. Yeah, there's there's going to be like... Don't this worry. Song. Kid Rock's writing a song about it right now. Oh. Yeah, and somehow it's the American way to drink to drink whiskey off the highway is what's going to be. Hey, hey, hey. Or out of you a belly button. How to live. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I wish there was a photo of somebody running up and like just like trying to catch the drippings off the truck, <laughs> like and like and like somehow putting it in a funnel and like they're like you know just trying to drink it. Um, I like to believe like a coke truck pulled up like, next to it. <laughs> I would have just been like waiting for a diet coke to pull a diet coke truck to pull up. I'm like okay, now we can do this. Um, yeah, because I know this a couple of days ago too, when it, like I was an uh, armored truck actually um, had an accident on the highway and money went everywhere, and then suddenly all the authorities are like, "We got to catch all those people that grabbed all that money." And it's like, good luck, unless they're idiots and posted pictures on Facebook or like social media. Oh, but, I saw this, and they did. It was on Instagram and everything, and then it showed people being taken away in police cars, so. which they probably also posted too, like just because you know, it's all uh, yes. about police, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I just figured just to let you guys know that a, a tragedy did occur. Um, they said the driver was not injured in the crash. And they also said that this was uh, uh, the $400,000 worth of Jack Daniels had been intended to be uh, shipped to Israel. I, you know, that's I, nothing. It's, I just didn't know that there was a Jack Daniels whiskey market over there. Um, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> not just, I, I don't know. Like, I just I didn't, didn't know that was a thing. But, uh, yeah, so I just... I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm sure, like you know, they're of, of the four hundred thousand dollars worth. I I'm gonna guess what they did is that they probably went through most of the truck and they're in the process now of marking things as contaminated and not contaminated. Um, I'm hoping one of these ends up at like an outlet, like a, like a, um, a Tennessee whiskey outlet store where it's like you know slightly used, like whiskey, or you know whatever. So, so it's like Homer with the sugar spill in. Uh, yes. The <laughs> Yeah, you know, he started selling his own sugar, right? They had like uh, rocks and stuff in it. Yeah. First you get the sugar, <laughs> then you get the power, <laughs> then you get the payment. Yes. So I just figured, you know, I just want to get a reaction of uh, whiskey spilling on a highway. Um, this is a show that's powered by, um, you know, by alcohol sometimes. So, and right now, I'm just figured, just get, you know. Oh. Steve, your, your go-to drink forever was uh, Jack and Coke, wasn't it? Well, it was just it was rum and coke. I was usually a Bacardi guy. Uh, I was a Bacardi boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, B-O-I. You know, I, I would dabble sometimes with the, the Jack and Coke, but I, liquor, for whatever reason, mixed with pop for some reason, just doesn't sit well in my stomach anymore. So I switched to light beer and I've been a Miller light drinker. Uh, ever since, you know, it's great. Uh, it's great tasting and less filling. Um, if anybody <laughs> wants to sponsor us, Miller Lite, I think I'd be a fantastic. Yeah, I, Miller Lite or like, I don't know, Falls City or um, Black Label or Hams. If you guys want to like, sponsor <laughs> Hams. Yeah. For, for whatever Little Kings. Check, for whatever reason, yeah. when Steve said Bacardi Boy, the song uh, I'm a Barbie Girl started going to my head. Yeah. Except for I'm Bacardi Boy in Bacardi World. It, yeah. it fits. There you go. Like, Steve, that's you. He would be dancing that's you, with Steve. Some, um, some light sticks. It'd be great. Um, so. <laughs> 
right. I prefer Glamour Boys by Living Color, but we'll go with it. <laughs> All yeah, right, so go. next story, this is the Australia one, uh, is man cited for driving a motorized cooler without a license. Um, so uh, I'll show Terry this picture if you want to lean over and look at this thing. This guy actually made like a little cart with a, like an igloo cooler. Uh, and it actually has a, like a motor and like handlebars and everything on it. And like little, it actually has um, running boards on it too. Uh, so police in Australia said a man was cited for driving without a license and officers confiscated his unusual vehicle, a motorized cooler. Uh, the Swan Hill Police Service said officer stopped a 25-year-old man who was spotted driving a motorized cooler on the sidewalk in Kerrang, Victoria. A photo posted on Facebook by the police shows a blue cooler on a metal platform with four wheels, uh, an engine, and handlebars arranged to indicate the cooler serves as a small vehicle seat. So um, they said that the cooler was impounded for 30 days and the man was cited for driving without a license. <laughs> I think that they had pounded the cooler for 30 yeah. days. Was beer still in it? Uh, they didn't say that, but they said the, the, the cooler was, was considered some... a vehicle due to the size and engine capacity and must comply with legislative requirements and road rules. So it's like in an impound lot right next to like a Ford Fiesta? Like, <laughs> what's like, going like, on? It almost, like, it, it almost has like a go-kart engine on the back of it. It's like, think of something like that size. But it's just a blue, a blue cooler, like the things like, you know, what you'd buy at like, you know, Walmart or whatever. But somebody built a frame around it. <laughs> like, I love, like, I never underestimate the power of humanity to figure out a way to engineer something that is the dumbest thing possible. But also, like, they, they make it roadworthy. There was a need. Yeah. And this man hey, fulfilled that- it. That, that cooler contains roadside whiskey and uh, <laughs> See, that's the hero that we needed. You know, yes. um, he is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link in the chat. So if you he's guys... an emergency responder in yeah. uh, in that area for the, 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 the thumbnail shows the actual I'm vehicle. I'm sure I have this cooler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure I have a cooler that looks just like this. So so what uh, you're saying is that you have an opportunity. Life. You have an opportunity to make a small vehicle and drive around your neighborhood. Uh, I, I live now in an area where, you know, I think this kind of thing would be encouraged as opposed to uh, discouraged. So uh, mean, maybe Paul? next summer you're going to see Steve riding around on a hot cooler. I just can you please put a number three on it? Just like just they like, make it like NASCAR looking like a Dale Earnhardt three. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think it's responsibility. That's what you meant to say. It was a responsibility of Steve to go ahead and make this vehicle. Well, no, there, there's some of the, like there's a lot of like um, like smaller like uh, senior living communities and like in the south that um, I have approval for like a lot of like golf carts. Like they'll they'll like you know use them for like transportation. And I think this thing could probably fit in that same capacity of like you know if, if you just drive that around like a gated community. Uh, and you get a permit, like, I think people couldn't stop you, <laughs> you know, but I like the idea of this guy who was like, you know what? I need as little between me and like drinking and driving as possible. Like, like I just like the fact that like the cooler is the seat. I just, I wish that there was video of this and I want to see like, um, I like, I would never make one of these things, but I love that somebody did. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think you need two American flags sticking up out <laughs> two of that. American you're flags, yeah. Truck run with that. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I don't American flags are, you know, maybe, and truck nuts. Maybe, you got to yeah, put truck nuts. nuts on. Yeah, put truck, truck nuts, nuts on it. Yeah, so, and depending on the season, you might want to stick some antlers on. Yeah, you side. might want to mm-hmm. do some uh, mud flap ladies. I think if you're going to American it up a little bit, 
Well, um, yeah, where he's yeah. at, he, this uh, there would be should perfect. Be some sort of, you know, uh, decal of Calvin pissing on a Ford symbol. Yeah. Or oh, Chevy yes. symbol. Yes. Either oh, wait. Way. You guys should go to the gallery. Look at the. Wait, hey, Terry, look at this. This is the. It's impounded. Look at how it's impounded. <laughs> they actually put it on a flatbed. Yeah, no, no. You gotta, you know, uh, if you click on the, the actual story. And Steve, I please, please, please. I know sometimes you do the Foursquare like presentation of the episode. I wanted to see them strap this down and everything too. Um, I'm watching like the dude call his insurance company. Like I'm watching them right now yeah. loaded. No, did you see the flatbed picture? It's like they set the biggest truck possible to pick up the smallest vehicle ever. That's the only way to transport that vehicle. That might have that might as well just been like a baby carriage. Like, good no, god! You could, just, you could have brought like a regular pickup truck and throw it in the back, but no, they brought a flatbed and they hooked. They, <laughs> that's really I'm funny. Entirely sure that you couldn't fit that in the trunk of my car. So, Rich, what? Rich, you got to see this thing. It's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah, you could never be too careful with those. I mean, you could never be too that, careful. That bastard probably was going at least 35 on the sidewalk. Like, I want to believe, like, the beer inside's probably worth more than the vehicle itself. You know, like, I want to believe that, like, you know, that, that's, I mean, considering this thing, this thing has, like, the body weight of, like, a Geo Metro, you know, like, I just, or what, what was, like, a Kia Soul? That's probably equivalent. I don't know. But I just, <laughs> I love that this thing he, got towed. He was probably carting around some Fosters. That's, that's, that's it. Well, no. Uh, that's in Australia. They, that's fighting words because you know <laughs> it's that, Australian that, for yeah. beer. Come on, but no, but they they don't like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there we go. That that one, that's pretty funny, and I hope that um. <laughs> so all right, um, let's okay. So Terry, I found this this story. This last story is for you. Um, this takes a little bit of explaining, but it's not in New Zealand, but it is. I think in England. Here's the headline because you told me, and I'll show you pictures in a second. Because you told me one of the one of the favorite stories you've ever heard Steve and I ever talk about was somebody taking the three foot dildo out yes. of the sex shop <laughs> in Vegas, Vegas yeah, stealing it. <laughs> um, so I just figured, you know what? Why not? I saw this. I was like, this is a Terry story through and through. Here's the headline. This is from the the UK Metro. Cock up as three giant stone penises stolen from shop is the is the headline. So a CCTV cock-up has left cops facing a hard job trying to find the culprit behind this crime. Um, three giant, giant penis-shaped garden ornaments have been snatched from a shop, which hit the headlines after the owner refused to remove one of the obscene statues from his window display. So uh, the, the owner of Simply Dutch in, in Lemming Bar, North Yorkshire, was forced to look uh, on as his beloved four-foot masonry manhood was seized in 2010 following complaints from the public. So... In 2010, he had the big stone penis and like, you know, in his store, people complained about it. So this will go to the cock up later. Uh, so I found out there's a, there's layers to this. This is talk about your noir storytelling anyway. So, um, you know, so there, there, ambiguous penis, the ambiguous penis, morally ambiguous, morally ambiguous penis might be the name of this episode. Uh, yes. I got to write that down. Uh, uh, but the defiant businessman declined to pay the 80 pound fine at the time to have the stone sculpture returned to him. So instead, cause like they, it was taken down, like, cause people were complaining about the stone penis. Right. So instead of 80 pounds to have it like returned to him, he spent money and ordered 150 more from Indonesia at that time. So the incident led to him launching the free Willy campaign with pictures <laughs> of concrete penises appearing online in various locations. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> 
Um, North Yorkshire police eventually uh, bowed to pressure and released the statue to the shop. But now, 11 years later, the final three ornaments were stolen around 10 p.m. on Monday night. The thieves took the five cast iron iron stags around. He had other things available, five concrete dogs. And then, um, so so not only were the penises taken, but other things were taken as well. And then, it's like, the... <laughs> The the, one, the the guy who owns the place is pointing at like one of the photos on the article is pointing at where one of the penises once were, which is great. Um, you know, so uh, I can't believe anyone would want to steal some concrete willies. The shop owner said, "It's the end of an era. They were sentimental to me. It was a big story at the time. I'll probably not see anything like them again. I'm a bit sad, but ultimately we weren't selling them. I hope they'll get some use out of them. I can't imagine what." <laughs> And you say you have a picture for me. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, here. Here's the, 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 the photo of the store outside originally, how he used uh, the stone penises uh, to advertise the business. Those are some big willies. Yeah, it's wow. like it's like you know how Target puts the big red balls yeah, outside to kind of like big keep red people balls. Yeah, like imagine that, balls. but imagine um, penises, stone penises. And there's also a photo of the local police originally removing one of the penises. Look, Terry, did you see the little tiny photo? Yeah, uh, there. Like I will, um, I'll send this in the chat so you guys can react <laughs> to that as well. Um, it's great, and I'm sad that the three remaining peni were taken. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these are yeah. these are great. These are <laughs> yeah, uh, some um, some more morally ambiguous uh, penises. That's what those were. So, oh, those are some real veiny, gnarly penises. Right? <laughs> that is not. I feel like if Walmart really wants to, they're you like know, monoliths. Send an FU to Target. They really should just put these outside. <laughs> yeah, that oh. is crazy. Yeah. So there we go. So any thoughts, feelings about uh. All the, the, the penis is being taken. I don't know. Uh, Whoever took that is a real dick. I mean, yeah. like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got jokes. Look at him. Well, because no, I remember the, when we talked about the story about the, the Las Vegas theft, we called it a dick move. I know that. So um, so there we go. Uh, so that, that's our news. Uh, did everybody feel like we got some? we covered some hard-hitting news there? I didn't mean to say hard hitting in regards to stone penises, but <laughs> I, I feel like I'm finally in touch. That was that was hard news after all. <laughs> <laughs> hard hitting news here, yeah. First, right? So, yeah. all right, that's our news. Uh, Steve, do you feel like you've been satisfied by the news tonight? We got a uh, we got some spilled whiskey. Um, a cool I, I've been satisfied and then some. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're gonna all we're gonna take a break and smoke some cigarettes, and then we're gonna talk about some shopping mall. And now for our feature presentation. All right. So again, kicking off our um, Thanksgiving Black Friday, we're uh, going to be talking about the the classic, the cinematic classic that is 1986's Shopping Mall. Um, getting into a little bit of who did what here, directed by Jim Wernowski, uh, written by Jim Wernowski and Steve Mitchell. Um, I looked into Jim Wernowski's um, history, like what he did after. Um, this guy um, inhabits a certain lane, and he lives there, and that's fine. A lot of weird, uh, low-budget sequels and a lot of softcore pornography. So he's living his best life. So I'll just say that. I, I I think Cleavage Field is probably the best title. But, but. <laughs> yes, I saw that as well. But what about yes. what about Cobra Gator, all one word, and uh, Busty Coeds versus Lusty Cheerleaders, uh, Camel Spiders, okay. um, Busty Cops Go Hawaiian, uh, The Hills Have Thighs. That's what. That's what but it's least like. least we forget Bear Winch Project. Yeah, and the Witches yes. of Brustwick. 
Um, yeah. I hey, think. House on Hooter Hill changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, you can tell that he, uh, you know, he wanted to, to to like it's like Neil Young recording Harvest. He was like, I now know what's like living in the middle of the road. I want to see how life is living in the ditch. You know, like I, th- I think this guy was like, I, I just want to make exploitive, low budget films and see, uh, cl- like, you know, nudity. So, it, you know. I, I will say, I'll throw two things out here yeah. real quick. I apologize. Uh, you know, uh, he, he, uh, he did direct uh, the sequel to Swamp Thing, um, and I'm not saying that uh, Swamp Thing, Return of Swamp Thing, is better than the original Swamp Thing, but the original Swamp Thing is directed by Wes Craven, and I. I don't know that return is that much worse or better. So like he at least made something on par. Um, and he did well, do the where, sequel. Where to- does that, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, where does that stand up next to a big vacation though? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I take either of those over Vegas vacation. So, uh, I don't know if you guys no, know this, but Richard's last name is contrarian. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that. Uh, no. <laughs> I was, I was say, uh, uh, nine seven evil two. Uh, nine, nine seven six evil two. Uh, which is not a terrible sequel. Uh, nine seven six evil one is a bit of a mess. So the second one uh, actually has a little bit more, I think, of a streamlined plot uh, and actually works a little bit better. But uh, that's just me. And then uh, he directed a Ghoulies movie, so it can't be all bad. Well, he also did Dinosaur Island, I think, which is before Jurassic Park. So I think that there's grounds for suing people uh there because if you did dinosaur island before jurassic park like you're just being ripped off you know um but yeah he uh there's there's a lot there's a lot of things in here that if i i should have came up with a game of like did this is a real or fake movie that he did we would have all we would all been it would have been bad or or uh, or is it his or uh roger corman you know because roger corman produced a lot of his stuff but he's like he's so up his ass though it's like at the same point it's like if it wasn't corman it definitely was him because he was emulating his style if he couldn't get corman's uh, you know, you know, okay. That's fair. So we'll get into the Corman stuff a little bit in this because like they're Corman. This is a Corman produced film. So we'll get into that in a second. So we have our cast here is Kelly Maroney as Allison Parks. Tony O'Dell is uh Ferdy Mizell. Russell Todd is Rick Stanton. Carrie Emerson is Linda Stanton. Barbara Crampton as Susie Lynn. Um, I, for whatever reason, didn't realize that was her. I thought she was the person at the beginning that was part of the presentation talking about the, the protector bots. Always good to see her. I'm sure we'll talk about her more in a minute. Nick uh, Siegel as Greg Williams. John Terleski as Mike Brennan. Uh, Susie Slater as Leslie Todd. I love that they, they all have last names because it doesn't really matter. Um, Paul Bartell as Paul Bland. Um, that's also my name on the show. Uh, Mary Warnov as Mary Bland. That's a... It's my wife's name. I don't like, uh, like, uh, I feel bad because like, their name probably should have changed your name. I, I should have been like, I'm sorry, Mary. We're now the Blands. That's where we're at now. Um, Dick Miller speaking like again, let's Dick. Know, talk about an, an ambiguous, uh, what, what was it? Uh, morally ambiguous. Morally dicks. ambiguous <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dick Miller as, uh, as Walter yes. Paisley. Yeah. Um, and then uh, is there anybody else down the line here? That's- Garrett Graham, uh, is, uh, technical or was technician Nissle Nissler. Sure. What does that mean? What is that word? Well, know. he's a, he's a genre actor that just happened to be in this. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, and I didn't really like, 
Steve, did you see anybody else in the cast here that was notable? So, no, I, I, I didn't see anybody else. I wanted to mention real quick uh, that uh, Garrett Graham, uh, known for Child Play, Child's Play 2, and I believe he's also in Terror Vision, but I could be wrong on that. Um, Terror Vision's a... Uh, it is, he is not in Terror Vision, so uh, strike that last comment, uh, and I'll sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love him in... I love him in used cars. He is hilarious in used cars. If you've never seen that movie, uh, Kurt Russell, it's hilarious. Uh, it's a great film. Um, it's very lewd. <laughs> so. well, and you guys have also mentioned uh, Angus Scrim, which I know he is the the was it the tall man, right? Is he the tall man? In the he Phantasm is the tall movies? man. Yeah. Which yes. I, I've also revealed Phantasm. multiple times I've not seen the Phantasm films yet. Um, I just also want to give a shout out to Hallmark. Um, to Robert Greenberg as a big eater that asked for more more butter. That's all he was more known butter. for. Yeah, more butter. Right. Garrett so. Graham was in Terror Vision. You were correct, Steve. Oh, was I? Oh, good. Right. I got the same right. the same year as Chopping Mall. So, woohoo! Yeah. So, is there any anybody other than Barbara Crampton? Anybody in like the the like Paul Bartel and Mary Warnoff are only in the first part of the film. Like they're so Mary yeah. Warnoff. I just want to mention for being Calamity Jane in Death Race Two Thousand. Uh, I love Death Race Two Thousand. So I I'm always happy to see her when she pops up. Oh, she's the Night of the Comet, too. All right, perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. Um, I, I would like to take a moment to mention that, um, let's see, Tony O'Dell, uh, Kelly Maroney, and one other actor here. Oh, yes, John Terleski, um, were in Murder, She Wrote, Benchmark Career. <laughs> Milestones right there. If, um, <laughs> if For any of you who disagree with me, you can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I preferred Tony O'Dell on uh, Head of the Class, so... Oh, they, what? You mean playing the faux Alex P. Keaton? Yes. Oh, so wait, so so he was the guy with the glasses, and he was the one that he was the reverse trope of, like, it's when you always have, like, the mousy girl that takes her glasses off and shakes her hair out, and she's beautiful. He was the guy with the glasses, right? We took him off. He's like, oh, he's hunky? Is That that was him, right? He was Ferdy? Was he the he beautiful when so. he, he shook his hair out? Yeah. Well, I mean, it. sure. I mean, he had the exact same hair as um, as Kelly Maroney's character of Allison, right? They had the same hairdo, almost, right? I, I, he, he was also on an episode of Airwolf, which uh, is more episodes of Airwolf than I'll ever be on. So, that. <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, I, I ever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like, unless yeah. we like, we, we should redo Airwolf. That's fine. Um, yeah. That that can go with all of us, except maybe Paul. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, Ernest Borgnine's uh, stunt double in an episode of Airwolf. Um, I but knew no. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had my my big old horse teeth in my, <laughs> in my mouth uh, talking <laughs> about that. Um, so no, so okay. With with this being said, also I just want to mention that uh, I whenever I was looking at the trivia for this film. And we'll get into this more in a second, I guess, like later. But this was released by uh, Concord Pictures, which is um, it is a Roger Corman uh, uh, company. And he, what happened was that he would kind of, he, you know, obviously Roger Corman's like a legend that he was like the king of the low budget or no budget film. He's actually had some pretty good, pretty big hits, but he's also been like this guy. It's like I just want to make movies, keep budgets low, let's just move on. Like he's he is the antithesis of like canon. 
right? Yeah. Where it's like he's still able to make things successful, at least get things done without like, you know. And have fun. Yeah, without spinning everything out in, cra- like in crazy town. And also understands how movies are made. I know uh, whenever Ron Howard said that he wanted to direct, start directing, he went to um, Roger Corman was like, hey, I want to direct a movie. He's like, okay, but you got to star in one of my movies if you're going to direct one. And then he, he actually said to Ron Howard, he's like, if you're coming back to me a second time, you're not going to make it in this business. Cause he already knew it's like, if you don't learn from this and you're coming back to me for more work, you're never going anywhere. Like that's a big deal. You know, like, like I think Corman has had such an influence and is such a foundation that I don't even un- begin to understand what he has actually done. Um, so I want to appreciate that. So this company was called new Concord. It was actually, I believe chopping mall was the first film released under this company. Cause he'd actually had new world pictures that he eventually sold, um, for profit. And that movie was actually, the movies would make money, but they weren't considered quality. But the people were starting to ask about like, can we just buy it? And he's like, fine, take it. So he was always like this kind of guy that like, Oh, what I have has value. Can you give me money so I can start kind of over again? Cause it gets complicated later. So I kind of appreciate that. Um, so like this, he was also kind of on the cusp of understanding that they weren't trying to make these movies for theatrical release, though chopping mall did, um, very small release because there's also that weird stigmatism of that. If something at the time didn't end up in the theaters, people would look down on it. Like there's that, like, I think that's actually changed a lot in like the last 10 years, especially with like direct to streaming, like releases. Um, there was a whole thing of like, Oh, it's only like, you never made it to the theater. So is it really that good? Like there was that, that stigmatism, right? So I think that barrier is pretty much gone. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I agree yeah. with you 100 percent because that's how I used to be. Yeah, I would see something on the video shelves and I would be like, I don't know if I want to watch that. I'd go to the theaters. Yeah, what and the hell so, there, but he was kind of in front of this like direct to video marketing thing. So, uh, and and so um, this film, amongst other things that the company actually put out, which oh my gosh, if you look at the page for like Concord Films and eventually became New Concord. Um, <laughs> there is some, there are some names here that I don't understand at all, but I definitely am sure I would have seen it on, uh, on like on like the shelves, right. Of like every, like a blockbuster, like, um, uh, was it black scorpion Two aftershock. Okay, sure. I don't even know what that means. Um, play murder for me. Blood fist Two. like, you know, time trackers. That sounds amazing. I don't even know what that, that, that title, that title can't live up to what that film is. Wasn't the uh, Fantastic Four uh, supposed to be under New Concord? Um, oh, I think. Well, maybe. I, I th- think it was supposed okay. to be because that was never released. I can't yeah, vet that maybe. right yeah. now, but that might be true. Because um, I know he had the rights to them at that time. But like the Munchie and uh, Munchie Strikes Back, like I remember uh, there was like I'm sure that was like, hey, you know what did great was uh, oh, what was that movie, Stephen? You and I watched for the year of the knockoff. Um, that stupid ET ripoff that we watched that, um, that, uh, Mac, Mac and me, Mac and me, yeah. Mac and me that's it. I'm <laughs> going to guess that Munchie was like, you know, Mac and me did well. Not really. Let's make Munchie, you know, um, the Paul Rudd movie that he shows every time for a clip every time. Yes. Oh my God. But, uh, but then you see every so often you see things. It's like, like they released the film watchers in 88, which is based upon the Dean Koos novel. That's actually a pretty good novel for what it is. Um, so like, you know, ever so often you feel like, okay, uh, they did also, sorry, 1995 strip teaser. I don't know what that means. Uh, Carnosaur. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, Star- Get, that's straight to Cinemax movie? Yeah, yeah Star right. Hunter, which I've seen, and it is complete garbage. <laughs> it has Roddy McDowell for like a second. 
Oh, that movie's so bad. Um, so oh, you know what? Let me yeah. let me jump yeah, in here please, real quick. Please, uh, <laughs> when I was looking through Winorski's credits, I saw that he directed a Vampirella movie that I never knew existed, or at least I, if I did know existed, I completely forgot. So now I must seek it out. Was Vampirella a new Concord film as well? Um, I don't know. Let Did I just here. bring this conversation to a no? I don't know. A, a I, halt? I see Vampirella from '96, like that was released by yeah. Concord. That's it. All right, there we go. So what you're yeah, saying is we're going to watch that in two weeks? Oh, um, no, no, we're not going to do that. I figured we'd watch Black Scorpion <laughs> two aftershock before we get to no. Um, I think so. you guys should rather watch uh, Red Sonia instead if you're going to talk about uh, colors and the name of women. So if they, instead of like, but is that a Corbin film? I don't no, know, but oh, it's yeah. better. I, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Red Sonia is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's not, it's not amazing. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, it like, what was it? There's this film, uh, the, the, the arena that looks like soft core porn. All right. We're going to cover that in two weeks. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> No, but you can see like, like, no, like I think Corman understood his lane and was like, we could be profitable by making these things. And, and the idea of like, um, direct to direct to video, like, cause I mean, we, I think we see this now and, and in terms of like Redbox, when people walk up and it's like, you see, like I walk out of like, you know, the grocery store and I'm looking over, I'm like 90% of those titles, I don't even know what they are, but you're going to have that person go up with like their dollar or two and be like, well, that looks cool. And just rent it. I think this is exactly the same kind of market, you know, like, so I think that he uh, took advantage of it and understood exactly that things were growing and that, yeah, sure. Maybe Die Hard's not available, but you know, something that has a cool look and a tight, like a, a cover art and a similar people are going to grab it. But I also think Corman also like as much as he would make low budget things that probably weren't great, at least like they were just making things to like try to do something. Um, I'm not, then again, we're going to get back to, um, chopping mall in a second this isn't this isn't high art but it's its own thing you know at least there's that because i know um this is me throwing shade at uh the asylum because i think that that company is garbage and everything they put out is complete bullshit but one of the people that some of the people behind that actually like learned under corman of how to make movies on nothing but they 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 took the wrong things from that and I will always appreciate at least Corman, like, you know, being like, Oh, you know what? We'll get some attention to this. It's not going to be great, but we're going to have fun. It's going to be under budget and we're going to get people employed. We're going to get people paid and we're going to get distribution. So I wanted to at least provide some of that, um, some of that context. Cause that was kind of like a revelation to me, especially looking at some of the, um, trivia in regards to who greenlit this film. So everybody else talk. I've been talking for a while. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What now? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I get it, yeah. Steve. You leave me for one week, and you go and talk without rhythm without me, and somehow, <laughs> and somehow, you're treated better and like more, more well, and you, you know, like, you got Superman in your lowest lane. I get it. You know, you're just flying <laughs> in the sky, and you know, like, I understand. I understand now. You've, um, you know, you've experienced the big time, and I've, I've just been, I've just been crushing your hopes and dreams. So, yes. So, no, I, I will say uh, <laughs> you and I have had this this conversation quite a few times. You know, New Concord or Concord or Corman altogether. You know, he was making movies on a budget, and he knew he didn't have money for effects and things like that. They still were attempting. Like I don't feel like they ever made something. Well, I can't say that because I haven't seen every Corman film, but at least in this era, 
it never felt like they weren't trying to do something. It never felt like they were trying to be tongue-in-cheek and being like, well, we can't afford special effects or we can't afford this or that, so we're going to wink at the camera. There's n- none of that here. Uh, partic- I mean, Chopping Mall is a great example of it. I mean, you know, they do have this great uh, setting for a movie, you know, an empty mall, um, and it's, a you know, filled with all kinds of background interesting stuff that you already have that's you know you it's it's low budget in the sense that you're setting it all in one place you don't have to uh go to different locations the set dressing Uh, is already there yeah the the, the robots well yes now are cheesy looking i don't think they're that far out from what we would expect from like you know johnny five in short circuit you know what i mean like there's a real attempt here to to make something special, and I, I actually think that God, it feels so weird after talking about Dune and not being able to to compliment it. Where I'm like, you know, chopping malls, something special. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we view high art in different ways. I mean, but Steve, to be fair, have you read the seven novel cycle about chopping mall? And have you got to the nuance of it? <laughs> I have not. And, you know, sadly, if they made chopping mall today, it would just be a robot going around an empty mall. There would be nobody there. <laughs> You're not you wrong. Can't kill anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be uh, it'd be Wally is what it would be. It would just be Wally wandering around cleaning you know. up garbage. Yeah. Maybe that is the 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 the, uh, the the real sequel there. It's just like this is his life. This is all he has. I mean, to they're look the for. same shape. Uh, so the, the way, I think what you're saying, I I, I do appreciate that. I, like so, when watching this, um, and I know part of the trivia was that like uh, Corman wanted to make a horror movie in a mall. And so um, the, the gentleman who directed this was like, all right, well, I have an idea. And he pitched it right real quick. And then they, they wrote the script in like, I don't know, six minutes or whatever. And they got it going. So I think Corman also kind of had, he has the same like sensibilities that like, um, like Golden Globus have for Canon, where it's like, they see like what the thing is that people are interested in. And like malls were like, they were hitting their peak in the eighties, right? Like mall existence and like mall life, that was a big deal. So he's like, well, let's make a movie set in the mall. And he's like, you know, yeah, like, give me an idea. Huge right? potential. Yeah. Except I know um, Menachem Golan would have been like, yeah, but could there be breakdancing or skateboarding involved as well? And it would have been <laughs> like, you know, cool. Like, you know, can we get like flock of seagulls is cool. Can we just get big hairdos? You know, can we get like, the Lombada in here? <laughs> yeah, later, right? Like, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, but what if the robots were on the skateboards? But uh, so I think that there was like, he had this forward eye to like what trends would kind of hit big. But he also kind of had like, I don't know, like he didn't didn't want to overdo it. And so when this idea of like, oh, mall security robots, cool. And there's going to be death and carnage and some TNA. Cool. Let's just do it. Um, you could, I can respect that. Um, so what I wanted to kind of ask you guys about, the, the three of you. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess there's a, like I don't know, like, like the Holy Ghost is here too. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> just a, a series of concrete penises that are behind me. I just you know, uh, uh, and I know we're all from like like I know Terry, you're younger than the the three of us. Like the mall experience, like the, like like what do you guys remember about go, like the mall? I, for me, the mall was like the destination. And I don't know, like, and you make the joke about this robot now, I'll be roving around and be like, it's going to run into the one church that's in the mall now, and like the hot dog on the stick, and that's it. But like the malls were a big deal at the time. So 
Um, let me put it. Let me put it to you, Richard. Like mall life. Well, um, I think that the um, it, and this is one thing I really enjoyed about the uh, <clears throat> about the um, introduction of the film. Well, actually, the the introduction, I should say, the second part of the introduction. If that makes sense. After the kill ball explanation and the. Uh, <laughs> And the, the displaying of the, the film, the, like, the short, montage, the short film introduction to the what this thing could be was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Showing what the mall actually is, I thought that little montage was picture perfect of what malls really were. Like at the same time, kind of a little sly um, commentary on that, and, and, and a little bit of a oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a little little satire there with a kid and the father or whatever fighting over the video game who was more interested in trying to maneuver about taking foods to the table and whatever else. I saw all that as a kid going to the mall. Just and, the, and the one person with like 8,000 drinks on their tray trying to find a seat it, in the food court. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. The one kid kind of cornered in the uh, in the um, elevator. <laughs> 50 people go in. 50 people come out and the kid's got the ice cream all over. I'm like, yeah, that that sort of thing. So I thought that really like kind of checked all the boxes on that. Okay, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And granted, this was done in '86, so this is kind of this is kind of weird nostalgia, just from the fact of when I watched. This is the first time I've watched this, so this is where nostalgia is actually done right, but when it wasn't intentionally done. If that makes no, sense. Because it was it was of its time. It isn't like it Exactly. Was, like it's it's still like, some satire there, right? Which if we Oh yeah. 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 Like we could, also we should also admit that like, you know, that like uh, like Richard and I have known each other for years, but the first time he got to meet Stephen Terry was at a mall, you know, like just a couple months ago. Um, you this know, and, true. Yes. but he also he also had a large ice cream cone and we just ran into him. It was really weird. I but did. No, um, Sounds a bitch. <laughs> It was chocolate too. I like yeah, chocolate. It was great. Um, and it was great until it wasn't. But no, like, like th- it's not. It wasn't nostalgia at the time. It was satire, right? Right. And I, but and it, even now you can look at it, but looking at it as both. Oh, for sure, right? So yeah, I think it captured kind of that, and then then the whole like the whole gag of like the the like the hot girls coming down the escalator and the one guy holding all the boxes that's oh, yeah, every, oh, yeah, every, every sex romp. Else, yeah. yeah it's like it was very much in the 80s uh but yeah. like the mall was the destination this was supposed to be like the like the place to go to this is where like i i don't know i just felt like this it is was where- the mecca it was like the place to go for everybody to hang out for you to get things done but also hang out with your friends dump off your kids you could go see a movie, like all the things. And, and like if you ever watch the Goldbergs and how they uh, they view the mall in the 80s, that's the perfect perception of what the mall was, too. Like all the things that they're doing in the mall while they're there, that happened. You know, like you could go there and record a demo tape because they had one of those like locations at the like, mall. Oh, Super yeah. Star one of those machines in the middle of the mall. Where they, yeah. Yeah. They would, like Glamour like Shots was up. there. Like all the all the hinky things were there like you could go to the mall and spend an entire day like it was i don't know like cedar point you know (laughs) yeah side story um (laughs) my friends and i when we were uh, in between high school and college we would go and go up to erie and just kind of hang out for a weekend or whatever to get away and then just for lack of anything else to do because we weren't old enough to go to bars we would go walk around the Erie mall where they had one of those 
music machines. And a buddy of mine who is hardcore into death metal, uh, probably one of the weirdest dudes I know, but he is also completely kind of a goodwill hunting type guy. He's just absolutely brilliant. If he actually set his mind to any one thing, he could do it. So, but he's also a weirdo. So <laughs> that's what he did. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was one semester away from graduating uh, Penn state main college from being an actuary. And he just said, nah, screw it. I don't want to do it. And came back home and worked as a janitor. And <laughs> now I think he works as a manager at a pizza shop, but at any rate, we were at the area mall. We went to one of those, uh, one of those music things. And he, since he was a de- huge death metal fan, he sung, I think two Christmas carols, but in complete low guttural throat pulp. Like, I can't even imitate it. I'm not going to try, but it was ridiculous. And then he played it in the car for nonstop <laughs> the whole time. We were there until one of my friends got so pissed off. He took the tape out and threw it. In it. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, Steve, uh, you, um, I, you grew up near uh, a mall that is now a, a husk of its former self. Uh, do you have mall memories? All right, gather around, people. It's time for the old man to tell you tales of the eighties. No, um, yeah, the clouds. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah, the mall was definitely the the place to hang out, and I have I have very vivid memories of, of things that are like completely inconsequential, but like now it's like. Why was this the place to go? Like, for instance, in the middle of the mall, there were uh, these like uh, places where, you know, there obviously there are, um, you know, uh, and I, I I can't believe I just blanked out on uh, coin operated phones where you would go up and, you know, uh, throw your quarter in and call mom to come pick you up. But like there were like these areas that we would all congregate and there were you know, uh, two bookstores. I remember like that was the thing that I always thought was cool. There was a Walden books and then like this other bookstore that I don't remember the name of, but, um, I would go in there and check out both their spinner racks. Cause that was the only place to get comics in the area. Um, B Dalton's it, well, it wasn't B Dalton's, but it was similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, what's funny too, to me though, is, is that, uh, Fangoria was always kept next to like the playboys and hustlers, like you had to Taboo. really like ask to see the Fangorias, which I, to me still today, I'm like, really? Like that seems so crazy. Uh, but uh, there was a Wool- Woolworths in our mall, uh, Woolworths, which was like a, you know, a bigger store back in the day. Uh, they had this little cafeteria place where you could get like slushies and, you know, crappy food or whatever. And we'd go and hang out there Um and then you'd hit the KB toys to see what, you know, toys are on sale. Um, or, you know, if you're in high school like me, pretend you're not interested, but go in anyway. And, and like, oh, I'll have to come back when nobody's looking. Um, <laughs> like, did you like back into things by accident? Like, oh, I, what's, oh, hello, Ninja Turtles. Like, I didn't realize you were here. You know, like. <laughs> I, I specifically remember, God, this is such a weird memory. I remember... Uh, there was a, a drug mart or like a pharmacy that was in the mall. And for years and years and years, for whatever reason, they had a copy of the Return of the Jedi uh, comic adaptation uh, that was just sitting on their shelves. And like I kept walking by it and I was like, I'm going to buy that someday. I'm going to buy that someday. And then finally, like one day in like 1993, 10 years after the movie's out of the theaters, you know, it just sat there for that long. I ended up buying it. But um, 
the mall was kind of the all all you know all in one place to go that we did have a movie theater connected to it so there were three screens there uh i've always talked about this on the podcast that you know my my prime days of going to the movie theater were when my brother worked there he happened to work at that theater um so i got to hang out in the mall after it closed uh you know if there was a car show coming in i'd get to see him driving the cars in or i'd get to go and hang out at midnight in the movie theater and uh, you know, see the inner seedy workings of the mall, but I never got to see robots, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe if, they if pulled themselves into the, the corners between stores and just waited. Maybe they just yes. shut down for a second. You don't know that. <laughs> there, it was all one level. So there was there. Well, that's not true. There was a, uh, a May company or at the time, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was May company at the time that had an escalator. It was too uh two stories that portion of the mall but uh that was the only place that they wouldn't be able to go up and down the escalators uh but if you watch say like stranger things or wonder woman 1984 like those are idealized versions of the mall yes they're very much like what malls look like in the 1980s and you know how many people populated them but like Really, for me, it was a place where, you know, you go and you'd look at, you know, it was an all in one. You'd go and look at music, you'd go and look at comics, mm-hmm. you'd go and look at, you know, you'd go see a movie, you'd go and eat shitty food. And it was just, it, it was the place that if you were a teen, that's where you went. Yeah. Uh, so oh, go ahead. Right. It was kind of the one stop shop. So. Yeah, that, that's all. I was uh, so no. so, Terry. You know, you're a little younger than us. Like you know, you're just a babe in the woods at this point. I'm kidding. Um, I'm 38. Okay, <laughs> you're like a child walking into the middle of a movie. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could. Yeah, nice pull. So so Terry, since you're you know since you're like what 23 or whatever, uh, tell us about your experiences <laughs> with the mall. Like I mean, you you also have grown up in more of a like a metro area. So you probably had multiple malls to choose from? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I grew up with my grandparents, so I would travel around with them to different malls within this area because we have some major malls within, like, close proximity to where we grew up. And the one that I, once I, when I could start making my own money, I had an allowance and everything, there was a bus route to a mall that was like easily accessible. I could even walk there if I really didn't want to, you know, be a lazy ass and I could have gotten there. And like, that was it. Once I was able to make my own money and buy my own clothes, because for God's sake, I wanted to buy my own clothes. That was it. That was the life. Like I was the made (laughs) man at that point. Like I'm 16 years old. That's the life. I have my money. I can go to old Navy. Get the hell out of here, <laughs> old Navy. Come on, please, sir. <laughs> Sam Goody's. Sam Goody. Yeah. Uh, Sam Goody's. Where I'm buying to, 99 to, cent Metallica shirts on Banana clearance. Republic. I can go there and get whatever. <laughs> I'm buying White Zombie and Metallica shirts and Pantera shirts. Like, please, sir. No, I was buying pipes because I couldn't afford Jankos. Um, <laughs> I it was I was living on a budget, dude. I was a scene kid on a budget, you know. So it was it was. Uh, I'm trying to picture Terry now in a pair of Jinkos and like you know gigantic pants and. I'll show you pictures, uh, brother. I will show you oh. pictures. I I have a picture of me in a skirt at my prom. So yeah, I was a weirdo when I was in high school. So yeah, yeah, but that's I, awesome. Like own that shit. Yeah, like, that's I, that's yeah. I yeah. 
If you're listening now and you were a bully in high school, look at me now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you never saw my shoes, but look at me now. <laughs> look at me now. Yeah. No, I loved I loved being a part of like the mall scene back then. It is drastically different from what it used to be. Um, you could go there and spend, like I said, like you could spend your whole day there and like if you only had 20 bucks, you could spend a day there with 20 bucks and you could buy some mm-hmm. clothes, you could buy some jewelry, mm-hmm. you could buy some food. You didn't have to go home until they kicked your ass out of there. Um, but like <laughs> it was a fun time to be a kid in a mall back in the early nineties and that. And it's like. Now I just think it's a shell of a thing. I worked at the mall in my mid twenties and I just think it's drastically different than it used to be. And I just don't like even going there now, it's a shell of an experience. So watching this movie is somewhat like transferable to like where it's like, all right, I can see where it was, what, what that, uh, expectation was to be in the mall. Like you can have fun. You can do your whole day there. I just like it's so reminiscent in a in an in, in a you know in some aspect. I mean, there wasn't kill robots when I was going to the mall, but you know that whatever. You know of. That, that, you, <laughs> that I did. That, that yeah, I was I was always at that uh, elusive <laughs> in my in my pipes. Yeah, in your pipes. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't follow your footsteps because your your jeans just uh, cleaned it all up behind you. All right, my so. uh, yeah, my Converse All Stars were that good, <laughs> but no traction. <laughs> oh, all right. So, um, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cast a bit of a swerve here. Um, we're gonna have a special special announcement. We're gonna do one of these. And we're going to bring on another person to the show because the more the merrier, the more concrete dicks, the more. So here we go. And surprise guest, it is more uh, a bountiful harvest here. We got Joe coming in here because uh, he uh, he's excited for our Black Friday deals. But I'd asked him if he'd seen Chopping Mall and he said yes. So welcome. Welcome back, Joe. You've been missed and appreciated. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to make sure this cornucopia was like completely flushed, flushed out. So uh I don't know. That you was, are the you are the gravy point. boat. You're bringing it. You're bringing it. Your gravy boat. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So. Laying it down. But no, yeah. I mean, I feel like chopping mall is a good topic to segue into Black Friday. You yeah. Know, so I figured, why not? Right. Like we'll have some yeah. consumerism. We'll have some exploded heads. We'll talk about that more in a second. Um, but we were all talking about our mall experiences. So let me ask you, growing up, like what was the mall to you? Oh my gosh! I don't. Oof, that, I don't want to pull up that kind of chunk of time. Um, it was a big deal. Uh, Do you know what show you're on? So, so just keep it <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so to try to preface it a little bit, um, like I like like my mom was like she worked at J.C. Penney for all her entire life. Like I feel like from the moment she, moment she was pregnant with me, and uh, she, she was a, a hairstylist, so she worked in the salon. So like, you know, she kind of took a sabbatical from that and then she came back and she managed the salon in Illyria and it was always kind of there. So I'd always end up somehow at the mall, whether she it was like her working there, getting dropped off, picking up and then going to the arcade, which was in multiple places in that mall. Um, and then like when I turned 15 or 16, first job at the mall, um, working at Sabaro and then, um, you know, uh, I held a couple jobs elsewhere. I was a security guard at the mall. So I was one of the robots blowing people's heads up. Uh, 
got some real effed up stories about that because uh, I was third shift. So I was there when the mall was closed. Um, and then a lot of my friends that I knew, like, you know, everybody that I probably know that I play video games with knows my tag is Akuma 35, which is because I played at the mall arcade and no one was cool enough to know each other's names. So just called each other whatever the hell we played in Street Fighter. So, yeah, the mall was a big deal for me. Like, um, I think I finally broke up with the mall at like, I don't know, 23, 24. Stopped going there. But like, I used to rollerblade in the mall when it was closed. Um, like, I would go do all kinds of stuff there after hours and during hours. Like, I don't know, it was a, a hell of a hub. You know, I mean, like anybody back in the 90s, so, I would think, or 80s. Working so. third shift, how many um, furniture sex parties, sex orgies did you break up? Like a child uh, Like how many of those? <laughs> so I I never broke up anything like that. I, I don't think I ever had any like, like people, because we used to have, it was private property. So we'd, I'd like, I'd have to do patrols like, you know, regularly at night to make sure like people weren't just like, you know, back behind like some part of the building or in like one of the like loading docks, just getting it on in a car. Uh, but yeah, I've had, I had some weird stuff. I think I had, I had a Buffalo bill dude once I was calling that. Cause like these, <laughs> these truck. Yeah. So these truckers, they would like, you know, obviously like you're driving truck, like you just, you know, park up on a mall lot or a now I guess a Walmart lot and you don't think anything of it. And you just, you sleep until you can get back on the highway. But, like, I had to kick them off of the property. And, I mean, I was just like, all right, you know, like, this is dumb, but whatever. That's my job. So, you know, I'd see him. I'd be like, hey, man, I need just, like, bounce off of here. It's private property, blah, blah. So it's one time I knock on this dude's cab. And this dude straight comes to the door, like, like, literally Buffalo Bill. Like, I think he had a wig on. He had makeup on. But he had, like, the deepest voice. And he sounded so pissed. And I was like, uh, and I was like 22 at the time, I think. So I'm like, uh, I was like a kid. I'm like, you, you, you gotta go. And like the whole night I'm like, he's going to make a skin suit out of me. I'm just like, this dude, this dude is mad. He was pissed. And I was just like scared because I'm like, uh, that was not what I was expecting to come angrily to the door. And, um, can I have a question? Uh, Yeah. Was he at least, uh, uh, kind enough to do the tuck whenever he came to the. <laughs> I I don't know because like well because it's a cab it's it's you know it's well it's true it, yeah so he just kind of came because they always come to the window of the the cab you know but like he had a shirt on he had a wig on he had makeup on and I'm like uh you you gotta go like I don't know what you're doing but it's definitely not what anyone else has ever been doing when I told leave. <laughs> you know and like. I'm like doing my rounds in some of the like docks and like the hallways and stuff. And I'm like, I'm completely by myself. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm like a garrot wire and a horse tranquilizer, like syringe from just completely disappearing because this guy was, <laughs> it was just super, super creepy. Cause I mean, it was like three in the morning and you know, I'm like by myself, like with, I don't even have like mace. It was, I had like a walkie talkie radio and just be like, uh oh, something's going down. Police, like you know what I mean. Like, uh, um, yeah, there was one time uh, Sam Goody's back door was like wide open, and I'm just like in my mind, I'm thinking like some Point Break stuff is going down, and I'm like, I don't want to go near that. 
So like, I just remember calling the cops. Like, it yeah, like, it's open. I don't know if anybody's in there, but I'm not guys looking. Guys in president? Like, no, 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 no. Four of yeah. them in vice yeah. president's mask. You got Spiro yeah. Agnew. You got yeah, Dan Quayle. I, <laughs> I see him in, I see him in there. Nick, Nixon's in the boy band section right now. I could see him playing his day. Like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I was like, I make 11 bucks an hour. You guys come check this out. You know what I mean? Literally, like the cliche of like security oh, guards. Like, this, this is uh, this has yeah. been such a wonderful addition to this country about malls. All right, I dropped it. I appreciate that, though. The only, the only, but yeah, thing, yeah, that's that. I love but yeah, it. Yeah, mall. I got a lot of mall stories, but yeah, malls were a big deal for me growing up. So yeah, no, like the only, the only fun mall story I have for me is like, I mean, because growing up where I did, being poor in the middle of nowhere, the 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 next closest malls were like a county away. So it was like, and the way I grew up, it's like going to the mall was like like once every six months it was like this big deal i i can't that this makes it sound like i grew up in like a house with like a dirt floor that's not true <laughs> it was well, a, it was a hard packed dirt floor uh no um well i mean paul you've been out to bamboo like my parents top of it, right so yeah. you you kind of know it was around there so i mean yeah. driving out to the mall was kind of a big deal it was yeah like, well, you that's know. fair but i mean like you know, like, yeah, for us to go there, it's like there's a food court with different restaurants, and like, and like the big fancy thing was to go to Long John Silver's because like that's fancy eats, but it, um, which it still is, you know, like uh, I don't know, um, three yeah. three piece that's fish seafood. and more hush, <laughs> hush puppies. No, the only the, the one time I remember we went to go, uh, my my one idiot friend and I, like I was like 17, 16, 17, and we went to go uh, see Bordello Blood, which was R rated, right? And we go to the theater yeah. at the mall, and my buddy Tony. He's like, I go to R-rated movies all the time. They don't even check IDs. He's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And we go up there to go to buy tickets. He's like, two for like, you know, Bordello or one for Bordello Blood. And the guy's like, uh, can you show me your ID? He's like, Paul, do you have yours? And I'm just like, like he immediately just shifted <laughs> it to me, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, uh, yes, like, well, I guess this guy doesn't. So yeah. I'm out. Hot potato. <laughs> You know, but it's yeah. funny because the the guy like like charging, he's probably like an old, a year older than us. He was just like, whatever, just go on, it's fine. But it was like, it was like when my friend was on, like, no, 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 I got it, it's fine, it's fine. Like he was like, I'm gonna play it cool, and then the moment I get a question asked, I'm gonna turn to you and ask you that same question. I'm like, that's not how this works, you know. So, I, 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 yeah, I did. I saw Bordello of Blood when it was in the theater too, when I was a young boy, and uh, no ID checked, but I will never forget. The only time I've ever had anybody ask for my ID to go see an R-rated movie, and it was a comedy. I can't even remember what it was. I feel it was like Wedding Crashers or something along those lines. And I think I was like in my early 20s, and I looked at them like, what the hell did you just ask me? And they were like, you have your ID? And I'm like, I'm going to see a movie. I can, I can get drunk. Yeah, like, like, I, like I, survived, I, can, I survived Buffalo Bill in a parking lot. I think I'm good. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know that guy in the in, in the semi that almost like ate yeah. me and then wore my face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think I'm good. I think I can go there. So no, I so I think I well, like, so I think uh, the mall was important to like because like it was a big deal for us to be like oh there's all these stores there's all these things going on and like Terry mentioned previously like twenty bucks could get you there for like a long time like there was the arcades they had all the cool yeah. machines you know like that was. That was a lot of fun. So with Chopping Mall, I feel like it was of its place in time. I think there's also a yeah, bit of satire. It's an awesome narrative and like a, set, a play setting that could actually work really well for the time period. Yeah, and I also feel like it's not like that. Like it's satire of like the mall life isn't 
I, and, and Steve, you're going to yell at me about this, about like how, when you look at like, um, was it, um, Dawn of the dead, um, how it is not dissimilar about looking at like, you know, like it was more tongue in cheek about mall life versus consumerism. But I still think that was like making it aware of like, yeah, it's a mall. Like, but it can encapsulate a storyline too. Yeah, that's fair. So, so that's, I think that like that actually works uh, better towards what you're talking about when it comes to Dawn of the Dead. And I'm sorry, not to steal anybody's thunder here, but I like I love Dawn of the Dead. So just like, just yeah, like, I was just gonna say Terry's the expert on Dawn of the Dead. I love Dawn of the Dead, but I know that it's like Terry's favorite movie. That's so. my jam, baby. Um, yeah, and it's like these people exist in that storyline, so it's like. If you're going to have a party, what better place to have it than a, a, a store that you already have like the ability to get in there and hang out in, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've had keys to retail locations when I was a manager that that could be like their after hours or whatever. Not that not that I ever did anything like illicit, like you know, having bed races like Wink. what was happening and um you know, the, this freaking furniture store. Like, well, so like the whole, the whole thing is if people have not seen this, please watch it. It's on, if you go to like uh, Amazon video, it's, this is free. It's on Tubi. It's, it's on, on Tubi. It's like, on, uh, IMDB TV has like three commercial breaks. Like it's, it's on shutter. And yeah. it's on, if you watch uh Joe Bob Briggs is uh, the last drive-in it's on season two, episode one. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. Funny. So he, he, he discusses it and he has a, uh, he has uh, Kelly Maroney, Maroney um, as a guest on there. Okay, cool. So I think I think this is a perfectly little like little encapsulated story. I also like the idea the protector robots are my favorite part of this because like they're these little squat robots that are like Wally but with like Knight Rider like uh, headsets or whatever. They're like Kit mixed with like Wally. Um, I, I just <clears> think <throat> this is a fun little like bottle story of like a horror film, and uh, I. I remember liking this film growing up. I didn't expect to enjoy this film as much as I did uh, watching it this time. I don't want to put it to you guys. Like, um, like I, I don't have we all seen this before, or was this like first time watches for some of us? So, uh, roundtable, Richard. Uh, first time watch for me. I uh, watched it Saturday, and I thought, man, it's a little rough. And then I re. Rewatched it Sunday to take my notes and all that. And then I kind of got a little more of an appreciation for it. Just because I kind of came to the realization that this isn't it, realizing, okay, obviously, all right, we, we have Corman somehow involved. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So it, it's not, may not be necessarily serious or whatever, but it's still an enjoyable watch. And it's almost one of those movies that might be good too when you have a crowd of people or you have a party oh, going on. Like, oh, I'll throw on, I'll throw on some killbots. And yeah, it's, it's not a bad one to have on in the background. Well, when you said it was rough so, the first time you watched it, like, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I think I was looking for almost a little too much whenever I saw it the first time. Out of a film called Chopping Mall? Exactly. Uh, yes. I mean, the, the DVD or VHS cover does kind of yeah, it's draw you it's in. Deceiving. Like you're like it is, and but, but I mean, like anything with a cover back in the 80s and 90s was kind of there to entice you. So you see a robot yeah. hand holding a bunch of body parts in a bag. You're like, I gotta watch a this. robot hand that doesn't represent the little pinchers on the sides of the robot. Right. Oh, it absolutely yeah. never yes. has any context. Yeah. Nor did they remove any organs to put in a bag as a purchase. <laughs> That's yes. fair. Yeah. Which was a little disappointing. If I could have seen some credit cards in exchange for some, right. you know, maybe a cashier or 
Yeah. Like, oh, you would like to purchase an eyeball or hand. Like they go to like things yes. remembered and the things remembered are organs that they put in a bag. Yeah. yeah. Like you I, want exactly. pers- gift wrap to personalize it? And, uh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you said it was a little rough because you're maybe expecting more out of it, but like after. Well, yeah, that, it, yeah. Go ahead, please. Yeah. I, I think that is kind of fair to say. Cause, I mean. Well, I, I I did go into it knowing, okay, I, I don't really know what to expect. And I, although I did know that the title was misleading. Chopping Mall being, okay, we have robots in here. Okay, what am I going to get? And So, yeah, but I'm, I'm not quite sure what I expected. I, I think I was, I was really expecting Dune, maybe. But uh, I certainly, <laughs> yeah. I, I can say I certainly wasn't expecting Vegas Vacation. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah. So, Steve, I, I, have you seen this previously? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw this. This is an HBO or Showtime. I don't remember which one, but it was one that was on pretty often. I'm fairly certain that it popped up also on USA Up All Night. Obviously, a more sanitized version. But, uh, this movie runs like 77 uh, minutes. Like, What did they do to chop that down to make it, like, I don't know. Like, was it like you take out the titties, and that's about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> chopping those titties? Is that what? You just, what? Yeah. All right, yeah. That's, what's in, that, that's what's yeah. in the bag. Hey, yeah. if Paul can use the word, if, if Paul can say blowjob at the beginning of the show, <laughs> I can use titties. It popped up twice on Saturday Night Live this weekend, so I'm, that's that's what I'm, I'm throwing out. Titties with a D. Titties so what, with a D. What if you're, saying, what if you're saying that this episode's going to be called uh, titties and blowjobs is that what, no that's not appropriate no. <laughs> i think it, yeah, i think but, you draw the i mean that could that could morally go one of titties. two ways that could work against you or for you <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i, I think you, you jumped the line when you said chop titties yeah, yeah. um no but i, I did want to say real quick steve, um, please keep talking about titties so can you please? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just keep talking about them steve you'll get more listening yeah there we go <laughs> Uh, I, I'm pandering at this point. You're pandering uh, away, dude. You're, you're pandering at the titty market. I get it. Fine. And then on. the robots' boobs. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just wanted to make quick mention, real quick, that this is also uh, released on uh, a sweet uh, Blu-ray uh, by Vestron Video. Like uh, Vestron was a. Um, hub for uh, distribution for VHS back in the day. There's a label that is, it's basically a label that's been brought back. Um, for instance, when we discuss Maximum Overdrive, the uh, it, the Blu-ray that I bought was from the Vestron video collection. Yeah, I so, just recently was at Blue, um, uh, Best Buy uh, uh, and they just picked up a Dimension 13. It was a Vestron release. So yeah, like they're coming back so. like this boutique thing, yes. So yeah, that's that's my my two cents on that. But no, I it, I, I have lived with this movie for over thirty years, so uh, I will not have as uh, fresh of a perspective probably as Richard, who just seen it for the first time. And Terry, like I know, so um, on the other show that we do, I was like, hey, maybe if we just condense the shows this week and talk about Chopping Mall, and you're like, hell yeah, Chopping Mall. So I'm gonna guess you've seen it previously, about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> But I see. I love '80s horror so much, and like the campy stuff, I absolutely adore. Like I, I don't know. Like I, Sleepaway Camp, all that stuff. Like it just. Even if I've seen it in my my mid thirties, I'm so ready to talk about it because it reminds me so much of the feelings that I've like I've had when I was a kid watching something like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. This. 
fits right in that theme of where I would have been when I was a kid. Like it, it transports me as a viewer. I didn't feel like, oh, you know, I didn't like it because I, now I'm an, you know, I'm an adult and I can't like these things. I, I was, I totally adore this film. I, I have so much fun with it. Who wouldn't want killer robots in a film? Like, seriously. Well, yeah, because this is a year before RoboCop, but it's like a couple years after Terminator, right? So yeah. so we're running into this interesting, like, um, like collision point of, like, the 80s is all about, like, excess and, like, go and just have fun and whatever. And then, like, you know, money. Technology is still yes. kind of a thing. And then we're it's like, but it we're going to bring in more and more and more, right? And so we get these, like, protector bots. Um, and it's just like for, for being mall security, which is Joe, as I said, all you had was a walkie talkie. The, these things are, um, maybe what, like they're like, what do you call it? Overtuned for like mall security, well, like overtuned. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's a bazooka. Yeah, that's what, no, no, this, I, I don't <laughs> know. Else, possibly like, steal at the mall. Yeah, like, no, they have, they have Cyclops. They have Cyclops <laughs> eyes. They have sleep darts. They have guns. They have, uh, they have, have uh, some pinch- yeah, they have pincher arms that could do throat rips like roadhouse. Like they have, <laughs> um, like, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're, I mean, over is not the right thing, but it's like, it's like, it's not bringing a, a, like a gun to a knife fight. It's bringing like, you know, a warhead to like a yeah. stern discussion. But so this <laughs> is a, th- th- this is a contra, uh, a concentrated uh, environment right now. So they're, they're testing these in one mall and they're trying to like upload this to other malls. So it's like, all right, well, so we have these, these test bots, at least let's see how this works here. And they even like in the beginning of this film, they have a, a test market where it's like, let's see if these people will uh, bring some funds to like whatever we're going to do here. And they show them the video of like, you know, this bad guy robbing a, a a store at the mall that just happens to have, like, a bunch of jewelry. It's like, all right, fine, you know. Yeah, you're, you're going to get people interested because, also, you're not having to pay people insurance and... Yeah, there's a know, certain amount of automation. Overtime. Yes. Yeah. But my point is, like, this this kind of level of security, like, why isn't this, like, a um, a Pentagon-like level? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fair it's enough. like well, we, we got to protect the malls. Yeah. The marketing also probably led with the sleep darts on the jewelry thief versus, like, the credits <laughs> instead of just, like, here's the thief's head getting blown up with a laser. Yeah, but they, but they mentioned, like, they mentioned directly, it's like, oh, they have lasers that can cut through, like, multiple, like, layers of, like, uh, materials. It's like... Like, do we do we need? Because I love that there's also the component yeah. of this movie where it's like these heavy duty like security doors. <laughs> it's like, hey, I, never never once do they mention the killbots, plastic explosives. No, I that's true. No, <laughs> where did that come from? I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I was watching this with yeah. my wife. Huh. And I saw like the little like bits, like the little bit of like blobs thrown out, and then like the the like the like they extended like the plastic. detonators. And she's like, "What's yeah. that?" Because it looked like toothpaste being thrown against the door and I was like it's plastic it's it's like you're right they didn't talk about that capacity so I think that there was they're a lot learning. of like <laughs> they're, yeah. it's like they're <laughs> learning it's like oh we forgot it's it's um it's a bug not a feature or <laughs> whatever it's like they know how to blow things up too cyberdyne <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder if the uh the robots from uh uh, chopping mall run into RoboCop and they're just like yeah I'm in law enforcement too you know I just <laughs> Kind of, they're like, yeah, they form a the pack. Piece. 
Yeah. I know I know what the job is like. I'm in the industry and RoboCop's just like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea. It's like, oh, you're in security as well. Yeah, like mall security. It's like, well. Mall security. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he okay. looks down his robotic but nose. So, somehow, somehow the protector bots have a much larger arsenal than RoboCop does, though. Like, you know, like, I just, I don't know. I just, I just. Do they have a stabby thing? Because I didn't see a stabby thing on them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if you yeah. give them enough time, they do a stabby thing. Stabby yeah, their USB, USB port. Their USB no. ports are not that yeah. legal. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, so I just, I love the look of the protector bots. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a very practical looking thing where it's like, it's like kind of squat, like with the, like the tank treads. And then, but so Joe, you'll appreciate this and maybe no one else will. Like when I was watching this with, with my wife um, and she's like, well, like, what do you do? And I was like, stairs. Like that's what you got to do. Like, but the escalators somehow magically work for them because I know they control over like the computer system. But it's like they felt like um, like Daleks with like arms. To yeah, me, yeah, I was gonna say they could have Daleked it and just kind of hovered over it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, they just felt like Daleks where it's like we have tank treads and we have laser eyes, and it's like, well, okay, then just go vertical, and they can't get to yeah. you. But you know, but they also. Control, I remember yeah. that one Dalek episode where they 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 ran up the stairs and they're like, aha, we got you, and then it's just like floated and it's like nope don't care yeah, about i have hover steps. jets now like, yeah but you yeah. know but i like that um i also like the notion that it's like hey guns don't work but what if we just keep shooting like shotguns at range at these robots like also like they, that, yeah go ahead please they did a lot of point blank that, like the the kill ranges and the kill expectations were like all over the place because there were times where people were like five stores down running and they turn around and they look like is it still following us? And it's just like sniped you. And then there's times where like, like dude is at point blank range with the assault rifle or the shotgun. He's just like, I'm going to unload a clip. And the robot is like, Oh no bullets. You're right in front of me. And I'm like, are you going to defend yourself robot? Or are you waiting to snipe? Is there a range limit on your attack? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to judge so these, I, these security guards on their, you know whatever they decide to do but i, I feel like it, we it need to talk about how this actually like transpires like so so i i mean we get the robot unveil like reveal this is the new program and they're going to test market it in this in this uh mall which this is a very famous mall yes um so like i i i, I looked up the mall because i've seen this mall in commando it's, uh, it's uh, oh my god, I had the notes here. It is a uh, Serena Oaks ca- Galleria. Serena Oaks. A uh, Serene. Sherman. 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 Well, I can't read words. So it's the Sher- Serena Sher- and field. Venus Williams Oaks Mall. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Paul. Oh wait, wait, no, no, no. I got, I got a button for that. Where, where, where are we at? Here we go. Wait, wait. Oh, shut up. Paul. I have that. Okay, there we go. Continue, please. Yes. It's not my podcast, but no, I got. <laughs> I need, I feel like Good we job, need to. Terry, I've been teaching you well. <laughs> we need we need to put this ball as almost like a character here because it's been you know like it's been in so many different movies, especially when it comes to the eighties. You know, like uh, so we talked about uh, our uh, you know it's in Chopping Mall, it, it's in Commando. Um, some of our actresses are connected to this mall as well. Kelly Maroney. And then uh, Mary v- Warnona, uh, Warnov, Warnov, yeah, they were both in um, 
Night of the Comet. Night of the what, Comet. Yeah, yes. that, that, which was some of those were scenes were filmed at this mall as well. Oh wait, was Kelly Maroney was she the younger sister? Yes. Oh, okay. There we go. All and right. and so um, she had she had a Barb Kellner hairdo in this, and I didn't know how I felt about it. Like a very like I know that's a SNL. That's um that that's a weird reference, but she had a very much a helmet hair. I wasn't sure that was her, but also she mentioned her father was a Marine in this. So is she still the same character in Night of the Comet? And she's in. She's also in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was filmed at this mall as well. Oh, I, I don't know. I've never seen that film. Oh, it's, <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I know people will yell at me. I've just I've never seen it. But yeah. Ooh, how dare you? Um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I've never seen that movie. What ever? I don't. I don't think I've seen it. No. Oh, what the yeah. heck? All right. Well, Terry, I'm the youngest of y'all. But Terry, I saw it. Paul. Paul, you you have access to my Voodoo account. It's in my Voodoo. You can watch Fast Times. Sure. Uh, if you're if you're sitting down and you're like, you know what, I can watch Vegas Vacation again. Oh, put on Fast. Screw times. off. Vegas it, Vacation's a delight. It's um, just one of those movies that's kind of problematic in certain scenes. Are you talking about Vegas Vacation? <laughs> no, not Vegas Vacation. <laughs> no, I you talk about Chopping Mall. It, with if all you the, like yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High might be a little bit problematic in certain scenes. Okay, fair enough. But it's a good, I think it's a good film. You know, whatever. It was filmed at that mall. There it is. Um, but yeah, it is kind of a, it is the centerpiece of the story. So I just wanted to put that out there. No, so. it's its own character. And I think the geography of the action actually works out pretty well as well. Like, so, all right. So, so I guess we've, um, we've kind of like laid the groundwork. It is, a bunch of like, you know, 20 somethings or like earlier, like being like, you know, being goof offs. So they're going to go to this, the furniture store that the one, the one kid his dad owns. They're all going to, it's going to be a makeout and sex party and orgy, which I was not, I, I've seen this movie before growing up. I forgot all about like how this was an open, like just orgy in the furniture store. Um, cause the way the camera plays around, it's just like, Oh, this it's the husband and wife. And they're like, Oh, being intimate. It's like the camera moves over. It's like, Oh, everybody be um sexing everybody you know and then you got bachelor party (laughs) let's (laughs) go except for the donkey that got all the pills yeah i can't remember when did this movie come out because i saw it like when it came out in um 86 yeah 86 87 yeah and uh i remember like afterwards like maybe not forgetting about the movie but whenever i went to like furniture departments and like pennies (laughs) and stuff for the black light yeah, I would think line. about that. I'd be like, man, all this stuff is laid out. Like you could, you could have like, you could have a whole little party up in here. Like, and I never really tied it back to shopping mall or shopping mall. Now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, like I remember going into like those, those furniture places. And I'm I, like, I feel that way. This when would I go be to the Kohl's. place to throw a party, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you got yeah, beds. We can have a party at like Ikea, everything. but we'd all get lost every time we try to get back to the party. But yeah, no, like you're right. Like, I thought like it was like a huh, you know. Um, so I th- I think it was a nice like way to kind of like get your um, your fodder right together. Like they're all hanging out in the store. You got the the robots protecting and like monitoring everything. Um, and I love that they like lightning strikes either make killbots or Johnny Five. That that it's either one or the other, right? Like that's where we're at with this because short circuit was these guys that were actually these robots that were made to be like these big weapons. Like the one gets away and realizes that he doesn't want to hurt anybody. And these guys get struck by lightning. You're like, kill everybody. Have a nice day. Like it just shows you like how arbitrary lightning strikes are for robots. I love, I love the scene when they become like murder sentient and they're like, 
the guy, the the one, the operator or the one security guard, and he's reading his book and he's like, they're like creeping up on him slowly. And it's like, why are we being ninjas now? Like, <laughs> I also like, like what that point- the kill bots also make it a point to hide the bodies kind of every single time. Like, why would they do that? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that. I wondered that whether the kill bots <laughs> actually ate uh, the first dude who's looking at porn or yeah. what happened. I mean, well, kill, kill bots hate porn clearly. Yeah. But, Oh, I just, I don't know. The, the logic is a little weird, but I, I love, I love the look of the robots for being, this is so low, low budget as it is. I love the puppetry that goes in to like, it's not even puppetry. I know these are actual robots that they use. Like, some of like, some, some of them, them is. is puppetry. Cause like the cutaways of them trying to use the, the escalator makes no sense whatsoever. And then some of the arm shots, like the little, like clampy arms, like there is some physical things that these robots do that their shape is it's impossible to do. And, but I love the cutaways because you can kind of buy it, right? Like I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's just, this is just, it's, it's, it, you don't overthink the story. It's just a bunch of the younger people. Like yeah. the only thing I, the only thing I'm frustrated with is that the married couple, they're they're The husband and wife are both mechanics. And we get that bit early in the movie where, where they're working on the truck and she actually makes the truck like actually like turn on and the guy's like first, first time every time or whatever. We never actually get her mechanical know-how in the movie. And I think that was like a, that didn't pay off. Not that I'm not okay with like our, our final girl actually figuring out how to use the paint and the flares. That's all fine. But it's like, you're giving us a couple that are mechanically inclined and that was never used for the kill bots. So that was frustrating to me. What was kind of frustrating and actually a little bit after that particular scene where the, um, the dude Rick is, you know, arguing about going to the furniture, st- the store for the party. And, um, what's her nuts? Linda. She says, uh, Oh, I, I guess I won't need these. And she throws some panty and bra in his face. And I'm for the record. Um, if that happened and that threat was posed to me, I'd be like, all right, great. Let's go back to our place. <laughs> yeah. The, the truck started and clearly they're married and clearly your exactly, motor's running. Yeah, Let's where they're home. married. Yeah. I don't need to go to some damn furniture store. Yeah. <laughs> it possibly I, mean, yeah, I, feel, I feel like if anybody suggested that, like my friends were like, yeah, we should just all get together and hang out here and get it on i'd be like no i'm just gonna go back to my house <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know, the like, comfort yeah. of my own home and my privacy with my wife yeah exactly <laughs> it's like you guys are cool but you're not that cool yeah, yeah exactly i mean if you're also thinking about getting like pinched by the cops like do you want to sling it like at that night when you have a place to do it like i don't right. know yeah you're married yeah I guess it's different if it's like, yeah, if you're teenagers and you're like, well, we can't go back home and bang because our parents will know. But like if you're married and you have an apartment or whatever, it's like, ah. yeah, I mean, if you're young, I, and you have a Buffalo I, Bill I, truck to <laughs> go into. I well, yeah, a, exactly. I mean, go bang in the truck. There you go. Come I was back. in a non sexual situation like that where the cops were making fun of me and some of my friends because we were doing some shenanigans with kids. They're like, what are you people doing here? And we're like, eh, we thought it would be fun. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, we like the, my, what do you mean shenanigans with kids? Can you, can so, you elaborate, please? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So, locally, I don't know if anybody knows where Gore Orphanage is out, like, near Oberlin. Oh, that's a haunted place, right? Like, it's, Yeah, okay, okay. so, like, it was, like, October, Friday the 13th, like, a weekend, and, like, 
friends from the mall that knew me as a security guard at the damn arcade were like, dude, we're going to go out there and just check it out because we've never been out there. And I'm like, okay, that sounds spooky. That sounds cool. And I think I was like 22, 23. And um, like I went with like four people and we had different cars. But then when like we showed up, there were like a ton of teenagers there. We're like, oh, hey, like I guess we all had the same idea about Friday the 13th. Let's go to Gore Orphanage. And um, I just remember it was a really cool blue full moon. And like, you know, we went out there and um, I'll never forget. It was like me, uh, my ex and like my buddy and his girlfriend. And then this one other guy that we all kind of were like in our 20s. We knew each other. And then, then we ran into all these kids. So then we go out there and I don't even remember like there was the kids were like, OK, yeah, let's go into the orphanage. Like we parked somewhere around where the road stopped when it stopped being a road. And um, like whoever manages the property must have called the cops way ahead of time when they might have saw all the cars. But so me and my buddy were just standing there, like just kind of being like, this is dumb. Like we're like this, <laughs> you know, so like everybody else is up there. Then the cops show up and like they split off in almost a two groups. So like we're hanging back. And the cops are like not detaining us, but they're like they see us. So like obviously the cop comes out and he's talking to us. And then like the other group of kids and my ex and my buddy's girlfriend gets like the ball buster cop. And we could hear this guy yelling at everyone down the road. <laughs> and the, he had him on the cars. Right. So me and my buddy are standing there and we're like, oh, man, that's not cool. And then one cop starts talking to us. He's like, you guys ever go hunting? And we're like, yeah, no. My bud buddy's like, yeah. I'm like, no, I've never been hunting. He's like, yeah, this is a good moon for deer. He's like, if you go night hunting, and we're just shooting the shit about the moon. Meanwhile, we hear this guy. He's like, you think this is a joke? You think this is a joke? And like, we're back there, like that guy's giving them the business. And oh man, we were in so much trouble. Like my buddy's girlfriend comes back, and she's like all like pissed. But I just remember that guy looking at us. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing out here? And we're like. I don't know. We're just like, we thought it'd be funny. It's Friday the 13th. He's like, oh, and he just rolls his eyes. He's like, this is stuff for kids, you know? And like, <laughs> but I just remember her coming back. She's like, I was, that guy held us down up against the car hood of the cop car. You guys just back here, standing here. We're like, yeah, like we probably shouldn't have done this, but <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> Sorry. It might've been, that was, might've been no, a too long of a story, no, but that makes that, me think that, of like, that was a wonderful story. Thank you. Some, I appreciate all that. I do. I do. I do. So, um, anyway, yeah, I, anyway, so this is a film with like kill, kill bot, like protector robots in the mall. Um, you know, shenanigans happen. Um, go like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like we shouldn't go step by step through the film because that kind of ruins some of the fun of it. However, um, this, this film is a lot of fun. Like it is, it is popcorn as all get out. And it's, it's, oh. it's like 77 minutes. So like it is, it doesn't yeah, overstay it's, its welcome. Yes. I think the phrase you used last week when you were talking, uh, Vegas vacation, vacation. for however <laughs> Steve feels about it, or, you know, yeah. being whatever. But, um, like you said, it was a breezy watch. That's how I felt about this the second time around. I'm like, you know, this is kind of a breezy watch. It's not, you know, I, I can kind of turn my brain off for a second, just enjoy it for what it is and have a good time with it. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and kill bots. No, and it's like, and also they they give um, the, the the final girl. They give 
uh, Allison, the character Allison, they actually give her some agency, especially the bit of her when she pulls the gun out and she's like, my, my father is like, is a Marine. And she, she's the only one that actually shoots with accuracy. I love the bit when they're trying to get the one robot in like the elevator and like to see all these guys shoot with shotguns at like a range. I'm like, you know, like I, I've never really ever fired a gun, but I've played a lot of video games. You're not going to hit shit from that distance with a shotgun, but whatever. Anyway, but also there's the store where you can just get an AK 47, like in the middle of the mall. That, that seems a little dated to me with, with yeah, it's, it's the eighties. <laughs> Come on. Sure. Have you seen Dawn I don't of the know. Dead? AK is a little extreme. Yeah. I think like maybe some hunting rifles and, <laughs> you know, things like that. But, yeah. No, I was expecting like them to be like, here's a, here's a rocket launcher. I'm like, they, I don't know if that's available in the commando. Mall. Like FAO. <laughs> that's yeah. The know, army right? surplus story hits in commando is like, like, <laughs> like almost like a, uh, a military installation and down the street from this mall. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so what do you um, know about the eighties? Come on. So I'm going to put this <laughs> old <to you>. man. <laughs> so, so I'm going to put this to you, Steve, because you've been, you've been quiet and contemplative and being like the elder, the elder statesman here. Um, what are your thoughts on this film? Like, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and get to our wonderful Black Friday uh, deals here. So, you've been watching a lot of noir and some high art and some Dune, and the, the masterpiece that is Vegas Vacation. How do you feel about this film? Jesus, when you put it in that light. Um, so, yeah, uh, this movie's uh, fun. I, I, you know, I think that it's very much of its time, and I think if you keep that in mind. Uh, you're going to get what you get out of it. Is it the best thought out movie? No. Uh, Are there certainly problems with it? Sure. But I think if you just take it in as a, you know, breezy Friday night watch uh, after a few beers and you're just looking for something fun, I think you could do a lot worse. So um, I, I, I don't know that I have a uh, real like serious take on this, but I I think that uh, overall it's a, it's a fun watch and I think it's, it's a, you know, if you're looking, if you are watching stranger things or wonder woman 84 and you're like, is that what malls were really like? This is probably closer. Admittedly a lot more deadly, but closer. (laughs) I mean, God bless Dick Miller for being in this for three seconds. You know, like you, you can tell that that was like, we got to get a name in here. (laughs) He's just like, y'all be a janitor for a second. And I guess I'm out. Like, it was so much fun to see him in this and this get like, it was, it was almost Hitchcockian of how like, Oh, I know that guy. He's gone now. <laughs> well, Gary Graham as well. Like, I mean, he, he is part of the, the scene as well when it comes to uh, genre film. So, I mean, I, well, Barbara Crampton as well. Yes. Definitely Barbara Crampton. Like, I mean, like we, if we want to talk about Barbara Crampton being in certain things that is definitely uh, connected to the genre, like we have to talk about uh, From Beyond, uh, Castle Freak, you know, like mm-hmm. terrific films. I mean, and she has a, an amazing career in her own right, too. So, And then Russell Todd, who Russell Todd was in uh, Friday the 13th Part th- 4, part four. Yeah. Okay. So Barbara Crampton also has the best death in this film. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you can make it to that, she death, then you should be dialed in for the rest of the movie. It's a good trip. <laughs> like Which, I got to yeah, say, yes. like as a six year old boy that sold me on the movie. And I know that sounds creepy and weird for a six year old to be like, yeah, this is cool. And then for them to revisit it in the credits, worth it. 
No, because you mentioned that you want to talk about the credits because it was a bunch of freeze frames, and it is this. You could tell this this movie knew exactly what it was with her. Yeah, like her credit was Susie Susie Slater. Susie Slater was the the credit scene. Oh, I thought Barbara Crampton's one that got her head detonated. No, oh no, she 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 got she got ignited in flames. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, but either way, you got the freeze frame of a head explosion, which is amazing, and it's a lot of fun. So. Um, yeah. All right, so I want to put it to you, Richard. Like I know you watched this film twice. Uh, how how do you feel about it now that you've watched it two times? Let's go send those effers a Rambo Graham. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some killer one liners in here that I really dug, like uh, when Barbara Crampton was making out with the John Hughes looking dude, and he says to her, "You you smell like pepperoni." And she gets <laughs> off, and he's like, "But oh, wait a minute." I like pepperoni. Oh, like, so I, mean, I think the missed opportunity would have been like, yeah, but I also like sausage. And then like, they get, they oh, get it on. But, but, the, but, no, but, but when she gets set on fire, I looked at, I looked at my wife and I was like, I smell pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's like some, that. I, no, no, the bit when it was that the gum chewer goes to the robot and he was like, clat to Nick oh. to Verata. Like that was a fun, that was a fun, the day the earth is still yes. reference. Thank you. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there were some good kind of like, you know, a little bit in there. I thought that was fun, too. Like yeah, uh, there, there, He uh, couldn't have died sooner enough. Yeah, that's like, fair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, he's not that far away from being Chet from Weird Science. You know, like, I just, I'm done with Correct. this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. so Terry, you, like, your your thoughts. Uh, I, I, I love this film. I think it's ridiculous. I think there's a lot of cheese to this. Uh, I, I'm glad that uh, Joe Bob was able to present this on his uh, last uh, drive-in. I, I mean, the, he brings some really good notes to it. Uh, I mean, he's always intellectual about horror. Uh, always brings good notes to the films. I, I just, I, I can't get enough of this film. I think it's so ridiculous, but I think it's so masterful in its own right because it knows what it's going to be. Yes, they, it knows what's trying to be. So, hey. Let's go, you know. And then uh, uh, the guy who plays Mike, uh, John Trulesky, he's a he's a director in his own right. So like we have some, he's probably the most notable notable in this entire thing because he's directed uh, like uh, like all the a lot of Marvel stuff right now. Like huh, let's go, dude. Like we we're getting. Uh, he was he directed uh, Blacklist. He directed uh, Castle. He directed. Uh, Agents of Shield, like okay, let's go. I mean, Agents. It's a fifty-fifty proposition. Maybe he directed one of the bad ones. We don't know, but um, maybe. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey! The man was in Murder She Wrote. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so (laughs) I will die on that hill. (laughs) So um, did I? He directed some ugly Betty. They're like, okay. um, (laughs) Did I ask everybody? Like Steve, I asked you, and I think I asked everybody. I I just um, a little my cups right now. So I ask everybody for their thoughts about the film. Everybody? I believe you have. Yes. Okay. So my final thoughts are you're all wrong. This film's, I'm kidding. No, um, <laughs> um, no, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I, this is one, I think it's perfectly like, yeah, it is a breezy watch. And this would be one to put in the background of us having a party. It's a, it's just, it, it's 77 minutes. Like it just, it just burns right by. Yeah. Like, and um, I love the kill bots. Um, I want to own a kill bot. Like I love that. Like the design feels very like realistic because it's like it's tank treads. Very like it's just I don't know. Like um, it feels like a cross between like a, a Dalek, a Cylon, and like a Wally, and Wally and Johnny Five. Like 
If they all, yeah. So I, so I, I dug it. I, I also liked how they all looked at each other to acknowledge one another, especially earlier in the film where they're like, Hey, like, are we cool with killing this guy? They're like, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> like, I just, I, this, this film's a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. And it, like I said, it just is what it is. And if they ever wanted to make a sequel, like, which like they, I know they didn't, they're talking about it. I, I, I think it should have been called chopping malls. Like you always have that have an S to a sequel to make, I don't know, but, the, the, the rights was bought out to like do that in like 2011. So yeah, I just, I don't think malls are important anymore. So like, yeah, you know, like we talked yeah, about the, earlier. Well, yeah. The thing with the mall is you're confined there. It's a building and now you have walking malls. So, I mean, you can, you can get out pretty easily. So like, what if there was like a version of like the ghost in the darkness, but it was just chopping mall robots, like stalking people in an outdoor mall. It was like just two really like aggressive a, robots. They would hide in the, <laughs> hide behind the fake plants. <laughs> I don't know where you could have robot security guards just really kind of, I mean, I guess there's some malls probably still around like mall of America. There's retail areas, you know, the mall of America know. though, it'd be like, it'd be that in like King of Prussia mall. There's like people running for like a mile to out distance, whatever was going on. They're like, right. Oh, we got to hide in the build a bear on floor one or floor two, you know, but, um, well, yeah. I think robot modern robots are at least futuristic sci-fi robots are more terrifying than tank treads and those little grippy claws. That's true. <laughs> but Steve, you saw, oh, yeah. you saw the update of uh, child's play w- with, um, like didn't, didn't that take place with like some shopping areas with like the, the AI, in the sense of like how it related to the story, I mean, yes, it's definitely an update. And Chucky is more of uh, it's not a soul that goes into him; it's AI that goes wrong in programming. But uh, uh, I don't remember there being a mall in the movie, but it's it's been well, probably I'm, I'm not years saying since a mall, I saw okay, it. but I think that that's probably the way to go with this. But anyway, so um, I'm 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 going off off uh, the reservation here, so. Um, yeah, chopping mall is a lot of fun. It's available to watch every like a lot of places. Shutter has it with Joe Bob, like uh, Terry mentioned. You guys Good. can watch it on like uh, Prime with ads, but you should probably just go to Shutter and just watch it. Which yeah, I did ch- not realize check that, it out on yeah. Shutter because I mean, you gotta love Joe Bob and his uh, his insight to the film and that, and and like you can't you can't get wrong with the guests and that like and their conversation. Did he have an actual kill bot? Did he have one of the Killbots? No, on no, oh, he had okay. Kelly. Yeah, oh, Kelly okay. on there. So, like, he, 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 it's one of the one Killbot to be like, well, how do you feel about this? Have a nice day. I just wanted that to be like that the entire time. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's it like it's available on a lot of different medias. Check it out on uh, Shutter. Give them some money. Not hashtag not a sponsor for <laughs> for your guys's podcast. Uh, have yeah. to throw that out there. Yeah. So I think it's going to do it for our discussion about Chopping Mall, <laughs> you know, the cinematic masterpiece that it is. Uh, you guys can check it out everywhere. Uh, please let us know your thoughts about um, the greatest uh, mall film with robots in it. I don't know if that's true. On our Facebook page, Invasion of the Podcast, you guys can find us at Invading Podcast. Uh, sorry, InvasionThePodcast.com. There is a very do- dusty blog there. Uh, there's many things there. Check them out. And then um, you can email us directly at InvadingPodcast.gmail.com. Rate and review us wherever you find us. And Steve, how can people find you? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram under the Siren Slasher. You can visit our website, the Siren Slasher. Or if you want, you can go to the Art of the Slash on Etsy to try and buy a copy of the book. 
You try. You're like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> well, we're, we're still on vacation right now, so. No, you, know, you guys I, I are like that like, hot. Tell them, Steve. You, yeah, it's sold out. It's The demand is just, I'm breaking my back. Good luck getting a copy. Go to eBay. That's what you told me. Wait, hold on. I'm interested. Go to eBay. <laughs> all right. And uh, Richard, how can people find you and support the things that you do with all the wordy words? Um, I'm in my basement, so you can uh, throw me some ham sandwiches. I'd, I'd appreciate that. Some Kmart sandwiches? Yes, I agree with that, yes. Oh, uh, yum, yum. how do I regret not getting a Kmart sandwich when I had the opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Steve. Steve, help me. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the recipe. No, no send him a sandwich. Just wrap it in plastic and mail it. Yes, in a, in a <laughs> bubble wrap. And send it to me by mail, please. Is this I'm like the pizza places in uh, Chicago where you could like you could freeze dry them and like send it over? Yeah, I don't know. I had a buddy of mine that li- that lives in Vegas right now. That one of one of our friends in Cleveland, like they they would always go to Vegas for like like birthday or whatever. They couldn't go because the pandemic. They they gave him. Like a, like a crazy amount of money to make sure they went to a specific casino to ask for a cake to be mailed to them. And he went to the post officer like, you can't just mail a cake. <laughs> like he had to go and figure out how to pack this thing in dry ice and pay like all this money. And then his friend's like, here, here's way more money just to have a cake sent across country. Like it's crazy. Yeah, That's anyway. Sad. So, so I'm just saying, Richard, we can have a uh, Kmart sandwich packed in dry ice and sent to you. That's what we're saying. Woo-hoo. All right, I'm all about that. Yes. But um, to answer your question seriously, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can find me in the Facebooks, uh, Richard Staving Writes. You can, W R I T E S, and that's Richard, R I C H A R D, Staving, spelled like starving, but without the R. And uh, Twitter, Richard Staving, uh, Instagram, at Richard Staving. And uh, my short story, Silver Bells and Cockle Shells has appeared in Dim Shores Presents Volume 1. And uh, I recommend you checking out Dim Shores Presents Volume 2 and any Dim Shores product, along with any other independent booksellers, because they're all fantastic. If you want some good horror and good weird fiction. Wonderful. And if you want to yes. see what I'm doing playing bass, you can check me out at Base on the old Instagrams. Yeah, that's about it. All right. And Terry, what what are you what are you doing? I, I don't what do you, what do you do? I don't well, know what we do. What do we do, uh, sir? Please. <laughs> All right, we at Strange Highways, we are still uh, rocking and a rolling. Um, so please check us out on Strange Highways podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, stay tuned because we have some new things coming up. Yeah, what? like we've been watching uh, the Twilight Zone the original series all the way through. The original, we've just wrapped that up in September. We've been taking a little bit of hiatus. Uh, we've recently covered The Devil's Reign, which is a Check really, it out. really weird it's movie. Um, bad shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird. If you we want, had a guest there, too. Yeah, if you want Urs Borgnine uh, being a Satanist and uh, William Shatner um, having dead eyes. There you go. That's the film to watch. Follow us there. Uh, we'll be covering the '80s Twilight Zone soon on that ep- on that series. So, but next we will be covering um, cigarette burns from Masters of Horror with John Carpenter. So yeah, please we'll check be- us out oh. on there. Yeah, excellent, 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 excellent. Yeah. Oh, thank and you. Joe, yeah. and Joe, is there anything you want us to like pimp? I don't know. You'd be like, hey, everybody should. Uh, Buy sandwiches. Like anything you wanted to throw out there? Anything Everybody should buy people's sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> visit everyone's social media. 
Listen to everything everyone says that's on this show. If you see Paul, Steve, Richard, or Terry out, it doesn't matter who they're talking to. A cashier, pay attention to them. I knew I'd like you, Joe. And I don't I really would, have really anything know. anymore. You know what? No, I do have a creative outlet, and I'll plug it only because I feel left out. Um, <laughs> I don't social – no, I don't social media. I know you don't. But I do – I do paint a lot of miniatures, and if you want to see my paint work on miniatures, uh, it's Instagram, Saturday Morning Cartoons 35. I paint a lot of Marvel miniatures, a lot of fantasy miniatures. Uh, my friends who are like, hey, I play 90 different D&D games. Can you paint my Death Knight? Sure, I'll paint it. So I usually try to put it all there instead of just snapping tons of pictures on my phone and then um, coming at people like people do with their pictures of their kids. Be like, look what I painted. So they can just go look for it. So, so people I'd can reach out to you that. about painting their own material. Yeah, I, I've I've only done one commission piece, and I'm not like trying to monetize it. Where I'm just like, yeah, if you want your armies painted, or if you want this, <laughs> like hit me up. So, but I'm more than happy to. But if uh, that's all I got going on creative wise, badass dude. That's it's like really you want cool. your babies painted. I'll paint your babies. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. If, I mean, sweet. you know. Yeah. Whatever, I'll, I'll drive rush babies too. Like, yeah, so yeah. times are rough. There you go. Check it out. No, you show me some of the stuff you've been painting. You do some amazing. Like you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint the Thanos and this Moon Knight. And you're like, I, I'm in. Like, it, like the stuff you do is great. So, um, yeah, I, I dig all that. Um, and I can't wait to come over and play with all your mans at some point. That'd be great. Um, mm. and just move them around and just play with the mans. You know. Yeah. Most mm. most of it's all for tabletop games. So yeah, I gotta touch all those mans. <laughs> all those. Uh, you know. Yeah. So yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. Before we get to our Black Friday deals, I forgot to mention, Steve, you'll appreciate this because this ties back to something earlier in the episode. Uh, when Chopping Mall was released in theaters on March 21st, 86, do you know what the number one film was at that time? Ooh, 86. Top Gun? No, Police Academy 3 back in training. So there you go. So we talked about Bobcat Goldflate and this. <laughs> Mahoney! Mahoney. And then um, and the number one song was Sarah by Starship because so, music sucked then. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. All right. Let's just get to the, the thing that I've been excited for forever. Let's just get to some Black Friday deals. What's that? Everything's free? Okay. All right, so I got. Like, I'm gonna kick this off. So these are all legitimate wink uh, deals that we have here for Black Friday, and that everybody can like speak up. But Steve, I have one for you here. This is this one's from the oh. Disney Store. Starting with you, um, this is because now Disney now sells Star Wars figures. Um, sure. All Darth Maul figures are half off. Uh, <laughs> boo. Oh, no. All right. Well, on, on that, I'll just go to my first one. Why wasn't uh, that great? Why did, why did you guys like that? I thought that was okay. That was excellent. I love that. that I so think it. it's a great deal. Yeah. I mean, you joke that my wife would probably laugh at. You, so. you, pick, you get to pick which half. I don't know what to tell you. you know? So I can go in and just buy legs is what you're telling no, wait, me. So you're like, listen, you go, you go into the Disney store and you're like, listen, I'm a bottom man and I need to buy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't think I'll say that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry, Steve, do you have a, you have a deal for us? 
Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we all love movies. Uh, it's all we've been talking about this last hour here. So uh, Cinemark has a great deal. Uh, Cinemark is actually going to be open all Thanksgiving Day. Uh, in celebration, they're going to have uh, turkey-flavored snow caps, and then they're going to have uh, all-you-can-drink uh, popcorn butter. So all day long, all-you-can-drink popcorn. Oh, turkey-flavored snow caps sound disgusting. I mean, <laughs> but I kind of want them. Uh, is it like is are it, they are they, is the chocolate part turkey or is the <laughs> the, the mint like s- s- snow sprinkles? turkey? Because like, is it white chocolate or dark chocolate with the turkey? It's that's... dark chocolate with the uh, you know oh, okay. <laughs> with turkey flavor. Oh. No, that doesn't sound too bad. It's a chocolate okay. candy. Like, oh, it could be a dichotomy. Um, <laughs> I would, I would, I would turn down turkey like bits of turkey with that snow sprinkled on it but i don't think i would turn down chocolate with a little bit of turkey on it <laughs> Probably, I, think, I, I think i would i think i would be okay with that yes so also it depends on what movie i'm going something to see. here yeah the right. tryptophan could uh kind of help me relax in and just doze off it's a bad movie all right so uh so joe do you have a deal since you uh, i've I, I've got a i've got a couple of deals i don't know where i want to start on this so um i I've dug through I dug through and I found a lot of deal. A lot of places are trying to get hip to like some pop culture. Um so uh the Squid Games are actually doing a Black Friday special. Uh I know that's like all the way over in Korea, but um uh the first hundred Squid Gamers uh through the door, um if they don't make it, because I mean obviously if you win, you get the prize, you don't get but the first hundred uh Squid Gamers that don't make it um, they will have their organs harvested to pay for an all-expense two-night stay at the Galactic Cruiser for their family. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean it's a win. It's a lose-win situation. So I mean you're you're kind of if your number because you know they they numbered all those guys from like what one to a four hundred. So if you're in the first one hundred, you have the peace of mind knowing that if you can't cut a star out of a piece of sugar. Your kids are going to get to go to Disney World and experience an immersive Star Wars experience <laughs> that would normally only cost them about ten grand for two nights. I think that I think that you know what you're right. They, I think if you mess up, that you're still a loving provider. I think that's great. Yeah, I, I mean, that. your family gets something out of it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> lose lose. You know, so, so. I, I mean, that's what I'm planning on doing. For <laughs> Stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser. Right. That, se- that seems like that seems that price seems to be lower than what they're asking for to, to, to stay on there. I, so. I think it's the I think it's the generic cabin where you stay in the cargo hold. It's not like the <laughs> the suite where you have a TV and a bath. It's oh, it's so you the, can't it's bathe, the ten grand. Yeah, it's where a, the Wookiees like, sleep. I like so. the Star Cruiser. It actually doesn't go to space. Like it's just it's just there. But like yeah, it's yeah. fine. Let's go there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve is being quiet. He's actively like, how many organs do I need to, to do this? It's fine. No. Uh, all right. So so Richard, what do you what do you got for us? What do what do you got? What's your uh, what do well, you um, All right. Um, the first one on my list is um, to can you continue on with the somewhat space theme, since uh, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, you know, made it out to space. Um, our good buddy Elon Musk wouldn't be outdone. So uh, his Black Friday deal is to buy one ticket for Crew Dragon, which is um, estimated right now at about $55 million. You will receive one all-expenses-paid weekend excursion of wampa hunting on the planet Hoth. Uh, that's I, a great deal. I, the yes, the, uh, the small print, though, uh, hey, yes. let, let's be Sorry. clear, oh, though, no, small no, no, print, no, no, no. 
uh, Tauntaun riding lessons and lightsaber not included. Oh, boo. Oh, <laughs> You'll have to provide your own. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm out. I want to sleep inside a real Tauntaun. That's that's what all I want. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Steve doesn't even go hunting. He just cuts his Tauntaun oh, over the Should I just squeeze It's like, eyes. well, I guess that's what everybody wanted to do. <laughs> like, hey, if it was good, for, good enough for the chosen one, it's good enough for me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> If it like any port in a storm, if it's cold and uh, you know whatever, well, I think any tauntaun in a storm. Yeah, any tauntaun <laughs> storm. All right, Terry, you got anything for us here? And you you know, it, it's weird. Some. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Recess Games. You know, they they have them in this area. Uh, there used to be one in the mall here. Yeah, well, it's not a good tie-in, but that's a board game store, right? It's like, wild. Uh, at Recess Games, from the makers of Exploding Kittens, comes Exploding Heads. I, I, it's so it's so surprising that we're doing this podcast, and I I just heard about this. So while supplies last because of its short run, it's seventeen ninety five a deck, robot deck expansion kit available. So you know you know you could get that, but you know seventeen ninety five. I would hope that there's a scanners expansion. I also hope that um. That they do expansion because the boys season two. If I'm pretty know, excited. If, if you know, it. you know. I was just about to actually make a boys joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about. Like, I'm all about exploding heads because the the, onion, about, the the onion. Sorry, the oatmeal has a lot of same fun. company too. Yeah, like, I probably, love exploding kittens. I would watch more C-SPAN if uh, Congress people could blow people's heads off. <laughs> I that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that as well. So. Big, man, this is getting heated. And ahead. Yeah, like, <laughs> gone. You know, that's it, you know? Like. And ahead. How dare they? Well, right. All right. So Definitely change up, uh, okay. like, the voting legislation process. <laughs> like, yeah, you could end up in the head blow-up room. I'm like, no, I'm not running. Um, so. All right, Joe, you got, what else you got for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I said, you know, I'm, I'm pulling through a lot of like uh black friday deals that you know people are just trying to like tap into that zeitgeist of whatever's going on in the world um so southwest and aew have teamed up uh for a black friday deal because i mean everybody's gonna be traveling for the holidays right you got thanksgiving you got christmas um but southwest i know can't stay out the news people are getting thrown off of planes they're not wearing masks they're punching flight attendants blah 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 so they finally kind of decided Let's give the people what they want, and let's team up with AEW. So the first 25 Southwest customers through TSA, granted, this is not at the airport, you know, at the gate. It's through TSA. So, you, I mean, that's a challenge in itself, right? Yeah. You could probably have, like, you could probably arrive super early. You don't have pre-check. They're checking your a-hole. You're not going to make it through. <laughs> so, is that part of the like, Black Friday deal? Yeah. This is <laughs> it could be part of the Black Friday deal. Yeah. Um, right. I, In- I inquiry minds want to know. Right. So the first friend. 25 people through, uh, they are opt in to immediately punch a Southwest agent, but that Southwest Southwest agent will be Paul Wright from AEW. So you're allowed show. to kind of AKA the Big Show. Yes, the Paul Big White, Show. Yes. So. Basically, you have the option, these 25 people, if they're disgruntled enough or maybe they're just feeling savvy, maybe they just want to be jerks and they don't want to wear their mask. Because if you can you can punch Paul Wright and take him down, you don't have to wear your mask on the plane. So <laughs> if you can knock um, out the big show, I mean, even now when he is like like his body is a broken bag of glass, that's still he's still yeah. huge, you know. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a possible win lose situation <laughs> for you. Another win lose situation. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Black Friday deals should be a little bit of a gamble. So right? I, need, uh, I, I need to ask: Are you able to carry a, a roll of knuckles? All right, look, look. I mean, roll honestly, roll I, I mean, a normal yeah. human being probably <laughs> a roll brass knuckles probably would not help yeah. you of a seven foot tall man that yeah. weighs about four or five hundred pounds. Yeah, um, it would just make him angrier. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't, so. don't shoot Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm, all right. I'm seething. Where's the next Black Friday ad? Okay, like, so so I, this one's for you, Joe. I'm going to pick this one out for you. This Disney Plus is offering one year for twenty dollars. Uh, nice, it's a good deal. However, yeah. the only movie you can stream is Tomorrowland. Oh, oh! <laughs> I just bought a, I, I bought all those damn copies a couple years ago. Fine, uh, fine print again. Five for five. I, I brought Tomorrowland I, back in again. <laughs> I've, I've, I've worn out too, so I still have another seven hundred. You guys didn't know you could wear out DVDs, did you? I just. But um, here, here, here's the said. weird thing, though. I actually looked it up. Tomorrowland was on Disney Plus for like a month, and they got pulled, and they don't explain why. Like I don't know why. Um, so, so if people have been listening to the show for any amount of time, I always like sandbag Tomorrowland, and I and like I've never seen it. Like, but somehow, somehow it's making sense now. No, it's just one of those things. It's like what was one of the one of the, the deals was uh, if you go to Dollar Tree and buy one copy of Tomorrowland, you get all copies of Tomorrowland. I think it was one of the ones I did a few years ago. So yeah, twenty bucks one year of Disney Plus. It's only Tomorrowland. So there you go. Well, yeah, I did find speaking of streaming services because I figured everybody's going to do something. I mean, I'm sure they've got other deals out there, but there is a new streaming service. It's like trying to like jump on the bandwagon of streaming services uh for black friday they're doing uh 9.99 or 99.99 for two years or you can sign up for an early 6.99 a month lock-in uh and that's keanu plus so um the entire library of keanu Reeves movies um including uh some up-to-date original content where they just make tons of memes uh, with movies he's been in, and you can watch those. Are so, you, are you the inside man? Because I, I th- I'm gonna I, get that I, gone. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, just you know, just Google Keanu Plus on uh, Friday, and Joe it should Deal. be like the first thing that pops up. It's like and then it's like walking amongst the clouds, or whatever that that movie was called. What was it? Uh, <laughs> and the Blake House. That's <laughs> we're gonna get that. We're gonna get uh, uh, what, uh, what was the one that he got tricked into? The Strangler or the oh. Oh, oh, the, it was somewhere he played a serial killer. It was like the the gift or something. Was that? It's what actually it was a pretty decent film. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I went in the oh, movie. I went in the theater and saw it. I remember I saw it. But yeah. it was like he got. I remember reading yeah. years ago. It was just like he kind of got like blackmailed almost into doing <laughs> it. It was like contract and. He's like, I didn't want to do this movie. Oh like, hey, you signed for it. And he's like, I, I oh, no, sorry, A Walk in the Clouds. That's the name of the film. That was the. Oh, yeah, Walk that, in the Clouds. That's, it's not the one where it's horror. The- no, no. <laughs> no. no <yeah. laughs> Look at that cloud. It's depending on you. It's, it's just the movie Hardball over and over and over again. That's what it is. Like, I know that he was supposed to be like the Bad News Bears coach. Like, right? So, all right, Terry, you got another one here? Well, you know, I'm I'm surprised. Like, you ever gotten a uh, haircut at Cost Cutters? It used to be Best Cuts. 
it's cost cutters now. Like they divided themselves. It's really weird. I I don't get it. But uh, doorbuster deal. You bring your own bag. Doesn't matter what size it is. You can fill it with the stockpile of hair that they have throughout the year <clears throat> for one ninety nine, but no coupons. You that, can't you can't do the that coupons. feels like something Joe would How have are you found. Have no coupons at a place called Costco. No, I think he would have found this in a truck <laughs> in a, a semi. In a parking lot where it's like, hey, you guys need to get out of here. Why are all you having these bags of hair? I want to call this <laughs> in the central. Bags of hair. I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't make some guy rules. trying to make himself into Chewbacca at 3 a.m. in the morning in the back of a semi, like gluing, it pisses gluing cost off. cutters it, hair to himself. Like, uh, you keep on doing you, man. <laughs> like, really pisses him off, especially when you're trying to bring a coupon. Like I, th- these guys are trying to do business, you know. Yeah, like uh, I'm like uh, I'm trying to think of like who is like the hairiest man in Hollywood, and um, uh, uh, who's the guy who played uh, uh, Aquaman? <laughs> oh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> hairiest. Yeah. Yeah, let, me hairiest. Just, let me just be the hairiest man ever. And, and roll it, around. Too sexy, too. Right, yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I, and like I, my wife know, is not allowed to watch I, any of those films. I think I think paying two dollars for a bag of hair and you just go take it to like locks of love. I think that's why like, they they, okay. they put that uh, balance out there. Really, you can't have any coupons, and you have one bag of your choice. You have to bring a bag how, of how your choice. How much excess George the Animal steel hair do you think they have? Mm. Um, just <laughs> in the wings, anyway. Can you have uh, to rip run out yet? Run out yet? <laughs> Uh, turnbuckles included. Turnbuckles included. Uh, Steve, do you have anything? Do you have any other uh, specials for us? Steve, come on. I, I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just live to a more rural area. I just moved to uh, Port Clinton, Ohio. So uh, now, granted, they're not here in Ohio, but they are in the uh, neighboring, neighboring city, Sandusky Tractor Supply Company. Uh, they've got a really great deal right now. Uh, this is a doorbuster. Uh, the first fifty people through the door. Uh, are going to get a free tube of uh, ivermectin, and uh, they're also going to get a free T-shirt that uh, says uh, "My Body, My Choice." So uh, head on out. <laughs> what are they doing oh. to people at Tractor Supply? <laughs> well, you know, they've got the cure for COVID. Apparently, I, you know, yeah. at least that's what the info wars are telling me. No, 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 no. You've told me that you believe everything Joe Rogan says. As uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But no, like I think horse paste, you know, horse paste. A lot of people all. have when he tells them they can win money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's I mean, made people eat testicles of different sorts. Yeah, I was gonna right? say so, like yeah. he's gotten people to eat horse testicles. <laughs> back there. <laughs> like I mean, he's, if, if you're, I thought you meant just like on a Friday night. I'm he's, yeah, he's dumped no, it like, down from like their sex organs to medicine. He's like, hey, you take horse medicine. <laughs> like, oh, this is no, a step if down. You're already, if you're already on the downstairs of a horse, it doesn't matter which part of it. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, so. <laughs> I uh, no, but do you remember? Do you remember that jingle like by Menon? French you, on your face for like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like you know the the jingle by Menon. In my head, I always hear Ivermectin. I always hear. <laughs> I don't know why? It's, I don't know why I hear that. But uh, all right. So Richard, what 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 other horse pace related uh, deals do you have? Um, actually, I, I do have one that's kind of along the similar lines. I, I have several, but I mean, just deals. But um, <clears throat> this one may or may not be adjacent to, let's okay. say. Okay, okay. Um, this is a good one. Okay, continue, please. <laughs> yeah. 
this might be a good one for your uh, Republican family members or friends. <clears throat> I say that with a uh, with a, a, with a cough. Um, so um, I don't know if you're aware of the CPAC convention, the yes. Conservative Political Action Conference. Um, it is taking place this year on February 24th through 27th in Orlando, Florida. Um, now, with every ticket that you buy for the uh, 2022 uh, CPAC, which is for $295, um, this is uh, only through uh, from Black Friday through Cyber Monday. You will receive three items. Uh, one, one fitted Freedom Red MAGA hat. And yes, it is Freedom Red. That's what that color is. You'll also receive your choice of either one. You'll either receive your choice of one Confederate flag or one flag displaying an accurate portrayal of muscular Donald Trump with an assault rifle. Well, yeah, one of the two, you, you get, you get your choice. And, um, the third free deal that you'll receive is one copy of the Disney classic song of the South. <laughs> But what if there's ghosts? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Nothing says owning the libs. Like, oh, like, okay. Racism. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Great. Come on. All right. So, all right. So, <laughs> so, um, so Richard, I have actually a Black Friday deal for you. Um, this is your specific masterclass. I have a few for you later. I, okay, yeah, great. <laughs> masterclass is offering courses on how to write a best selling novel for. <laughs> For $25. So you get to choose from Stephanie Myers, oh. E.L. James, and Ernest Klein. That's who oh. you get to choose from. I, to I might have to go with the E.L. James. Gotta have the porn. <laughs> 25 bucks yep. though. All you gotta all you gotta write like is is like he's gotta write a bunch of dicks, which I feel like that's that's been the theme of tonight. So. Hey, hey, more, more and more and more morally ambiguous pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's what tonight's been all about. All right. Um, Joe, what else you got for us? Um, well, I know, like, you know, continuing on the just the theme of, like, what's going on, everybody's trying to kind of cash in on whatever's popular now. Um, a couple of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, non-regular Black Friday places. So you got um, uh, places that are giving out your booster shots. Okay. Uh, never, I mean, the booster shots are free, but like, you know, we're always trying to incentivize people to get vaccinated. So um, Walmart, uh, if you get if you happen to, you know, head over to Walmart and get your booster shot, um, you're going to get a free copy of Halo Infinite. <laughs> Seems kind of okay. cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Halo Infinite. Um, but I, the, I think the theme starts to continue because uh, Walgreens is actually doing matching donations to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> um, so if you get your Moderna booster... Uh, if you want to throw, I don't know, five, ten, twenty-five thousand dollars towards their their foundation, <laughs> they'll match it. Um, whatever you think is reasonable for the gates, and then um, Office Max, not to be outdone, uh, trying to get people in because I mean, who goes to Office Max anymore? Um, they uh, uh, they're giving away a, uh, about. 500 copies of a one-year subscription of Microsoft Office 365 uh, with your booster shot. So apparently Office Max is now doing booster vaccinations. But Black Friday, get your logins to Office 365. Uh, I think it's good for a year. 
I'm, I'm glad they're doing something because I used to work for that company and they're a bunch of cocks. So, <laughs> <laughs> how many how many yeah. microchips are the Bill and Melinda Gates like? Are, how much are they going to shove into us for uh, the vaccines? Do we know what's that? How many how many microchips are they going to try to shove into us? The well, I mean, when I got mine, I mean, I they had a little desk set up at my doctor's <laughs> office, and I mean, I. I threw him like fifty bucks. I was like, I feel compelled. Yeah. Um, well, I, I started hurting. Side effect, but I'm completely magnetic now. I stick <laughs> to everything. <laughs> I mean, Steve, I've always said you've been very clingy, is what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says the same thing. Oh, all right. Well, all right. So okay, so I have um, I have one for you, Terry. Here, here we go. This is Let's for go. you. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are offering full season tickets next year for $500. So Ooh. all eight home games in Vegas mm. at that wonderful, um, the weird, spaceship, the spaceship that is yeah. gorgeous. When you drive down the interstate, it's like, it's a really cool looking thing, right? I'm sold. Um, you just have to accept responsibility and ownership for a few of John Gruden's racist comments. So you have to take a couple, <laughs> a couple of his comments, oh. on them. But you a get few of them? A few, only, only a few of them. <laughs> only a few mm. of them. There's plenty to choose from. Can it be connected to only to the losses? I don't know, but oh. you're just like, they're, they're going to give you a plethora to choose from because evidently there's many. Mm. You just got to accept ownership to like, you know, like, so 500 bucks, home tickets to Vegas. That doesn't include um, like airfare, but I know you're a big Raiders fan, so I figured you'd appreciate that. Um, do, you, yeah. do you think that that type of door doorbuster would create a stampede. Like, because I mean, obviously there's going to be certain ones you, you do maybe want and maybe you don't want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. In terms of the comments, we're like, yeah. like, like, is this like be they're just through? like in a bag on a shelf. <laughs> right. And like, they, like that, the doors like slide open and like, um, like that, like a Frank Sinatra Christmas song starts playing, and then everyone like tramples each other in yeah. slow motion, and they're like, "I wonder what this one." And then, all, yeah. all, all questions. I'm aside, painting a picture in my head. So. All, all questions aside, and all the the, uh, the it, all those other things that Gruden's uh, attached to. No, I won't, I, I, I won't take that deal. All right. Well, I have speaking. We mentioned Walmart. Uh, and some of the things going on there. So this is for everybody here. Uh, Walmart is offering banquet frozen meals for $2 each. These come from the recently launched banquet factory seconds line. Oh, uh, you get to choose from chicken fried meatloaf. Oh, oops. All corn <laughs> <laughs> or, or Salisbury fish. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, which Paul was it you that sent me that that uh Captain Crunch like yeah like oops <laughs> you've been doing oops oops all crunch berries yeah, since ninety five like yeah, at yeah. some point it's no longer an accident no, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you, I didn't send that I didn't send that to you but then but I just like oops all corn like in terms of a banquet meal it's like what's well, corn. <laughs> <laughs> two dollars though. Two dollars is pretty great for all that. So I think I think hungry man. Yeah. Did you, so Terry, are you a fan of Salisbury fish or um I can uh, be or if what the about, price is right? What about chicken fried meatloaf? I have no idea what that even means. Um, I kinda wanna know what chicken fried meatloaf is. I would eat it. Yeah. I, I'm willing to try for two dollars. Is it two dollars? Sure. Yeah. It's two dollars. Yeah. All right. 
Is no. is gravy included? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, yeah. all gravy. Right. All right. So on a simple topic, all, yeah, can we get all gravy? Yes. Like, <laughs> oops, all gravy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gravy. Oh. Well, you know, I don't know that this is really a great deal, but I thought it was interesting. Rallies, uh, the fast food restaurant, oh. they're uh, doing all Black Friday uh, long, all day long. If you come in, they'll deep fry anything you want for four dollars. Doesn't matter what it is, they'll throw it in the fryer. That's and for an extra idea. dollar, they'll cover it in chili. Well, can we oh, bring the yeah. corn? <laughs> can we bring the, <laughs> Absolutely. Can I bring the Salisbury fish in and have them deep fried? Sounds, okay. Sounds Dude. like oops, all deep fried to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the Ohio State Fair to me. That's what it sounds I like. I wouldn't even bring in edible things. I'd be like, here. That's what I mean. Like, deep, I, I deep fry this brown's hat. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, here's a bicycle seat. Just make it happen. Yeah. You say <laughs> deep fry <laughs> this brown tail? Brown's hat. Oh, this brown, brown's hat. Yeah. Like, yeah. bring in clothing. <laughs> here's my copy, my Blu-ray copy I, of uh, uh, Tomorrowland. Can you just, uh, yeah. <laughs> can you pick <laughs> a dollar more, they'll cover it in chili, Paul. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, you could literally turn that into does it blend. I buy like, it for a <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right, um, uh, Richard. What else you got? Uh, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. Who's yeah, ever so, got one? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear you. Sorry, Richard. Please. Um, uh, okay, okay, okay. I just heard word. What word? Okay, um, word. What else cool. you have for us here, please? Yes. Well, okay. This one. This one might be a little more for uh, Stephen Paul. Uh, Barnes and Noble is offering a sweet deal. Uh, you buy one copy of Frank Herbert's Dune, you get fifty percent off. One free pronunciation guide of all oh, names, locations, etc., <laughs> including including a free download card for MP3, FLAC, or WAV files, depending okay. on your preference. All right, we definitely could use that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we got called out for mispronunciation of all things. Dude. I watch you two stumbled and. I was just visibly shaking my head on the other line. Oh, no, <laughs> no oh, like, I, I do I think, like that. I like, think, like I got called Bene out. No, sure, no, the the Benny Gesserit. I don't know. Uh, sure, um, I the, think the, the Benghazi uh, Reserit. I don't know what it's called. Um, Dude, part two. We should just go out of our way to like say everything Dude, wrong. So. I think you should actually. <laughs> no, that's that's why I made the comment to to El Goro. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if like you had a bunch of like Star Wars fans who just go in and like talk about how much you love Star Wars and mispronounce every name in Star Wars. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Um, That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Kite Fasto. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. My dude, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, my dude would say Tatooney and Dan Tooney all the time. And we would give him so much crap. I'm like, they say it in the movie. And. It's not like you read it in a book and you were just like, my brain processed Antuni. Like, yeah. you saw the movie first and it was called Tatooine. Tatooine. And you call it Tatooine. I don't know where you're yeah, sneaking I these mean, teas uh, in. Versus from. where, like, a Q, you know, like, that, I get that. It's fine, yes. you know. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Old, no. anyway. Old yeah. Luxky Worker. <laughs> I know. I'd always, we'd always give him, we'd always give him, we'd bust his balls. Oh, that we'd do it too. Yeah. <laughs> Tat, Tat, is not a place. Maybe yeah. somewhere. Poor that. Maybe on the outer, maybe on the outer, outer, outer rim. Poor like, that friend if you're listening. Yeah. Poor that yeah. Friend. No, I just, um, so no, thank I, you. I thank you for a, a pronunciation guide to Dune. I appreciate that. Um, yes, you're so, welcome. But, <laughs> but if I, if you tell oh. me I've mispronounced Paul the entire time, then you can go F yourself, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I got that one right. 
Um, Paul, I think it might be two syllables. Paul, no, Paul, oh, you mean Paul? Paul, yes. <laughs> or how Paul. I used to write my name Paul. backwards because people thought I was dyslexic, but I was left-handed. It could be Luop. You don't know that. Um, no, but it, Paul Atari's. I think that was his name. So all right. Paul Atari's. Yes, I appreciate that. Yes, it was. So, Paul Atari's just sounds like a cool my favorite character. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure Paul Atari is the uh, title character in uh, Ernest Cline's next book. So oh, there you go. No. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> all right ready so, player three all right <laughs> all right Who, who's, <laughs> uh you well you know it's always going to be uh wade of whatever his name is like he, he's incapable of writing one character like anybody else he's incapable of only writing. wade wilson i think is his name right oh no yeah. stop yeah anyway is it wait it doesn't matter it's not wade because that, that movie's that movie's wade well, the, the yeah, I think it's Wade Wilson, right? No, it's Wade not Wade Wilson. No, it's Wade something. Isn't Wade like, Wilson Deadpool? Yes. Oh, it's Wade something because it it's Deadpool yeah, and something Wade else. Deadpool, but like, <laughs> okay, great. I don't was, even it care. was Wade something, like two W's. I feel yeah. like it was... Wade I Wardlow. I don't know. Um, so Wide load. Wide load. Wade Wide load. That's the name. Um, so yes. uh, Wade Will Parker. That was the name. Uh, so... No. All right. Uh, what? Who else is next? What have we got here? Uh, who else says things? I, I'm really interested in these because uh, I, I have to make up my list. Man, I'm really excited about all these uh, Black Friday deals. <laughs> yes. Who's yeah. next? I'm all down. Well, you can just go back and listen to the show. And just... <laughs> 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 what? Uh, uh, what? What was that deal? What was yeah. that deal Steve, that, uh, did you... that Terry was telling me about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, if you want to get some hair. Wade uh, Watts. Why do I remember that? It's Wade Watts. Wade Watts. Oh, I don't like that. I remembered that. All right, continue. So who has who has another deal? What? Who's next? Uh, I have one. So grocery stores. I and I say grocery stores loosely because this is more of like a um, like a company, like a Jello company deal. Mm. So um, participating grocery stores. Uh, you buy any any Jello products, pudding pops. Jello cups, uh, you get a free Britney Spears album uh, with the purchase of your uh, my your, uh, wife Jello pudding this. pop. <laughs> my oh. wife is, ex- <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm sold. I'm, thank you, thank you. I'm, my well, wife loves Britney. Well, Spears. I mean, you had me at pudding pop. Like, so there's, there's, there's. Okay, so there's another joke that's like an inside joke to this, and I, my wife gave me this joke, and I was like, all right, I'll use it. So <laughs> when Bill Cosby got freed <laughs> or oh, no! released. Oh God! I retract my statement. Somebody made the meme. Somebody made a meme where they had the whole free Britney signs, and then the next part of the meme was Rick from uh, Pawn Stars going, "The best I can do is Bill Cosby." And I was like, "Oh my God!" Oh, that got dark. But Steve is still down for pudding. I don't know. It's just like, Uh, but yeah, no, that was. I guess I I feel stupid because I had to explain the joke. No, but. you're not stupid for explaining. It. <laughs> like, just, like if you, if you, you saw that meme, you took us on a that. journey. So if you buy a if you buy a Jello pudding pop, you get a free Britney Spears CD. So yeah. you yeah. see the kids, they listen to the rap music. Give them a break. No, they're hipping and the hopping and the bipping and bopping, so they don't know what the jazz is all about. I'm, I'm glad sorry. that Steve actually um, like redeemed me from saying the word blowjob earlier in the podcast. So now we have a new low. So Steve, what's your next? What's your next? Um, you know, what's your next offer that you have here? Is it Bill Cosby well, related? I feel like it's Bill Cosby related. <laughs> oh, I can make up some more Bill Cosby Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
this one's actually more of a public service. I just thought this was nice of Best Buy. So uh, all season long, Best Buy is going to be running their Leave a Taken, Take a Taken event. So uh, basically what that means is if you buy a copy of Taken, Best Buy is going to donate a copy of Taken to a family in need, which I thought was nice. That's pretty swell. Like, who needs, who needs heat, shelter, or food? <laughs> Copy of Taken. I kids, like it. Kids all over are in need of a you know Liam Neeson in an action thriller. So I think that's a I think that's a good gesture on Best Buy's part. I think they're on top of uh, you know they're going to be along around for a long time. They're not going to be Spirit Halloween's too soon. Any you know. So I got to say they're responsible enough not to make it the gray. <laughs> that's fair um i have another best buy deal they actually have another one going on here it is um best buy has a special podcast starter kit for 300 dollars. it comes with a a blue yeti microphone an led light ring a high definition camera and a liberal arts degree that you'll never use oh that's oh shit i overpaid i'm really excited about that You know, I, I can I can tell a lot of people about that deal too. Oh yeah, I just this one cuts too deep. I didn't you know when I read this yeah. to my wife yesterday. She's like, "Well, she's like, don't make fun of yourself." I'm like, "Wait, hold on, hold on. Can, if you get that deal, he just made can a sweeping you, gesture at all of us? So sorry. <laughs> if you get that deal, can you still work at Amazon? I mean, maybe. Right. I just yeah, yeah. Richard, you appreciate that. I said liberal arts degree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it fits like a glove. Yeah, that, that we hurts. can't use for anything. It hurts so good. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, all the bird. things that the government and somebody might say. Yeah. So I have. Um, oh, I have three more. Yeah. Oh. You know, please, please. I only I, have I, one more. So I've got three more. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I've got about three more. So. Oh my god, Steve. So many why did deals. you why did you fail? Yes. I'm kidding though. No, continue. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get my last two. one out of here because it's not that funny. So uh, here we go. Uh, five below. Uh, they're gonna uh, celebrate their Black Friday deals all weekend long with their new ten dollar items because it's not 2005 <laughs> anymore. <laughs> inflation, you know. Yeah, inflation is like going up. It's like funny. five below should be pulling that <laughs> sign down soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should rename their company like to five to two above. Bucks and finding out that you. Can't buy anything for two bucks. Yeah, just like welcome. How much are these chicken tenders? This is (laughs) David's secret section. Yeah, welcome to Five Above. This is the this is the new store. Yeah, yeah, they really should change it to Five Above. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, Joe, Richard, throw it out. What else we got? Uh, so. Um, looks like Taco Bell's trying to cash in on the whole like. uh, Yes. Uh. Benefer thing going on again, right? <laughs> I guess that was right. Um, all right. I, yes. Yeah, who, who I, could I, forget I'm, I'm familiar. Please continue. Yes. So <laughs> the Taco Bell is going to be hanging mistletoe uh, at their drive-throughs, and um, you know when you walk into the, the restaurant to place your order, uh, they're going to have a guy dressed up as Batman, uh, and as you pass the mistletoe, he is going to deliver a taco flavor kiss uh, to you. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to talk about right now. Yes. The holiday gesture. I'm, uh, I'm texting my wife right now. Ben <laughs> <laughs> Affleck taco flavor kisses yes. at Taco Bell. She'll, she'll be excited either way. Yes. All right, Richard, what do you So got? you find out that Mitch Connors the one that's actually wearing the costume. <laughs> actually, I think she might still be excited. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. So what do we got? <laughs> All right, to stay on the um, to stay on that theme a little bit. 
uh, not the Batman theme, but the Taco Bell theme a little. Now, whatever <laughs> we're getting t- together with families, you know, you want to typically buy in bulk, <clears throat> having parties and whatever. So Costco's offering a deal where if you buy one pallet of Kirkland salsa, you receive one pallet of Velveeta cheese free. <laughs> Ooh, I'll That's take that deal. deal. That sounds. Like I'll take that deal in a minute. That sounds like a, like a money bin type of situation where it's like, oh, what if you had a money bin full of like Kirkland like cheese to the swim around in? I think that's a good deal. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's they at least knew not to fart about with the Kirkland cheese. They got Velveeta cheese. <laughs> We're not going to mess around. With Kirkland, I mean, is Velveeta actually sense. cheese? Have we actually proven that? I don't think I mean, it's. Right? That, 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 shut up, Paul. All right. I, yeah, I just I just face palmed him because I want to. I send me the link. Send me the link, sir. <laughs> I think Velveeta was developed at the same time as Silly Putty when it was like trying to find like um, an alternative to like rubber hey. for tires in World War II. Hey. Yeah. Look, look, just because you can, you know, get pictures out of the newsprint <laughs> from Velveeta doesn't mean anything, right? Okay. Like <laughs> toity over yeah. here. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> look at <laughs> this. Bag cheese. Oh, Okay, so I have two, two tying into fast food and uh, big, big bulk stores. Here we go. So McDonald's is offering all you can eat McRibs. However, you have to eat all the McRibs. So that's if you if you dip into that like you you've committed just just at that location or do you have to eat all of the it McRibs? doesn't specify like, hey, so you oh, have to find so out like you could finish at one McDonald's and then they're like down the street yeah and you get in the truck it's like you paid five dollars it's for all the McRibs yeah what's going to happen so the right. next thing I have here is from IKEA they're offering a a fragolata that's a mystery box of pieces and parts. Uh, it, could it be a wobbly end table? Uh, could it be an incomplete dresser? Or just a bunch of blink blonks and splorgans? Um, for the low price of $40, you'll have to find out. Can you please explain that <laughs> last word you just said there for a second? The like, splorgans or blink blonks? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's Ikea. That's what everything's named. So you got to figure out. Is it is it pieces for a dresser or a table or a blink blonk or a splorgan? I don't know. Can you Do they make, at least give you, you a... A fluvial napper to put it all together. Yeah. With? Could it be? Could it be a plumbus? I don't know. Um, but uh, no, I Come don't on, know. Steve, did you receive <laughs> this from I, a Swedish I chef? Yeah. Falcon reference. Yeah, right. Steve. Steve might know. <laughs> no, I. I was just. What is it? Wasn't IKEA the place that you said people's relationships go to die? Yeah, there's the whole party <laughs> oh, record. Every so time I've been there with with my wife, we've gotten <laughs> pissed at each other. Like every time. <laughs> Like, and I'm not, it's like, cause 30 rock made a joke about it. And I'm just like, Oh, that's fair. Like we went to one in Philadelphia and we were like on our way out to like drive home and we're like, we'll stop for a second. And we were just seething mad at each other on the way out. And then like, we like, every time we've gone, it's always like, do we, do we need, do we need more utensils? Like, do we need this? It's like, I don't know. It, it just fosters animosity and anger. Like, when I, when I was there, I was around a lot of people that looked angry, were really, <laughs> oh, really oh, angry oh, at each every other. Time, every time so. we go, it's just like it becomes so. an issue of what do we need versus what we want, and it's like it becomes very um, hectic. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. Cleveland got Cleveland got saved from an IKEA by some species of frog. I have no clue what species. <laughs> Was it? A, I know so, of. I know of what you're talking. Was about. it a uh, yes. blink blonk or a splurgan? Was that the name of the 
I think it was a Splorgan. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> the only reason I know this story is because they were going to put it right across the street from where yeah. I, I'm supposed to work because I still work from home. But they were supposed to put it right across the street over on Tiedemann. And um, yes. uh, I guess like the area behind like Hooli House and Fridays is a nature reserve or it's like like a, a preserve for these frogs. So they couldn't get zoning to put it up there, and then they just kind of were like, "Eh, like we'll go over here." So, <laughs> was not, it, was not it, in the state. Was it the Budweiser <laughs> frogs? Were the, What's the, that? Was it I the think Bud- it were. The, I think it was the Budweiser <laughs> frogs. Um, <laughs> I think after after that Super Bowl ad, they were like, "We don't know what to do with these yeah. things," and they just dumped it over there. <laughs> Right. Meanwhile, everyone goes f- to the Hooli house for beer, and they just leave smashed because all they hear is Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, who, who else has? I have. I have like two more. I, I promise. So, yes. Oh, I have uh, three or so more. Yeah, please, please do. Oh yes. God. Okay. Sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't read all my ads. We're, we're, I'm surprised. We're more, we're more involved than you are. I, I, I mean, like, I'm, I was really like centered on the the, the sales that I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Hey, this happened in a fever haze, so I may or may not remember what I'm going to read. I don't know. Um, so there, there's one here specifically, and, and um, Steve, maybe Terry might be interested in this. We'll see. This Ooh. is a limited to black, uh, uh, limited to Black Friday only at midnight. This is uh, limited to 50 box sets, but Metallica's Blackened Records. We'll make available a re-release of every Megadeth album, but with James Hetfield on vocals. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Send me that link. Send me that link. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how they got the rights from Dave Mustaine. I I didn't ask questions. I just write down the deals. They sat him down to talk about it, and then they just put him on a bus in the middle of the night, and they are like, yeah, let's record this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did, does he do a, a cover of Angry Again, too? Uh, oh, that would be that um, would be badass. Oh, please, Steve, you go. didn't like my you didn't like my Metallica clue joke. <laughs> no, 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 like unrelated to the that show. That was the first thing I was like. Amy sent that to me, and I was like. That game would be so easy. Yeah. No, Metallica is <laughs> releasing a version of Clue, which we talked about like off air. And you're like Dave Mustaine in the bus. <laughs> Whatever. Not Dave Mustaine. Uh, Cliff, no, Burton. No. Cliff Burton in the bus. I said, yeah. Yeah. So like my wife sent me the picture of the thing and I was like, oh, that 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 would be way too easy of a game. I mean, it's always going to be Lars kills Cliff <laughs> the on bus. the tour bus. Yeah. With uh, the bunk bed. Yeah. Like, which I thought was funny. Uh, so, yeah. Poor like, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely poor play. Yeah, yes. Um, I mean, I I do feel kind of bad for Lars because I think some mean fans kind of come down on him about that. I'm like, dude, he didn't know what he's doing. So yeah, that's fair. So that's sad. <laughs> so what else we got going on here for uh, like Steve? I feel like you have some sales going on, man. And you're holding it out. No, I've actually gone through all mine, unfortunately. Dude, um, well, you're I, my man. I have two more. You're my um, salesman. So let me. Here's the one, Steve. I didn't. I didn't tell you about this, but Invasion of the Podcast is getting into the crypto market. Um, Wait, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, nice. Oh man, uh, we're going to be Steve, offering up. We're going to be offering up Podcoin. What does it do? We have no idea. Uh, but <laughs> won't you feel bad if you don't invest and it breaks big? Um, just send us a thousand dollars right now and know that it definitely won't be spent on corn dogs and beer. 
I've already got I've already got three NFTs of your guys' logo up with just different filters. Like all I did all I did was I made one that was purple, one that was green, a yellow one, and then I made one where I changed it and all the guys are corgis. And um yes. I got them up for about like at least fifty grand each. Yeah. So I just handed over my credit card yeah, to Paul. So we're gonna, so, so Steve, we're gonna have some um, uh, crypto <coughs> corn dog money. That's what's gonna happen there. So sweet. All right, I'm gonna go to rallies and have him cover it in chili. <laughs> I thought you for Steve, a second said Steve. When I come to your place, then, Steve, <laughs> NFT that thing yeah. and get the blockchain on it and yeah. sell it because it's unique. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so Joe, you said you had a couple more, and Richard, you said a couple more. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. machine gun out a couple of these because okay, this please. is like my target. My target Cole's fine. All right, so target. A uh, couple of weird things, couple of cool things. Uh, gargoyle chow, thirty percent off. Ooh. I don't know what the hell that is. Oh, right. um, Tim Tams or Bogo? You guys have oh. not Tim had Tim Tams. Tim Go Tams get are them. amazing. Yes, 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 they are. Uh, Chrissy Teigen Botox, forty percent off. <laughs> I think they carry like some other line by her that's something like cups. I don't know plates. Uh, they're getting in on that. Uh, Haynes men's boxer briefs, all sizes, one free. Just take it out of the pack. I think they're just going to have them laying out and just grab one. Uh, That's pretty oh. badass. I, right? That'd be sweet. <laughs> I need more undies. It's like, oh, these pump smugglers yes. are available. I'm just going to yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, just reach in there. Reach in that plastic ripped open bag. Uh, Granny Smith Apple gift cards, $50 for every 200 oh, groceries spent. Oh, get out of that. There were... There were a lot of asterisks and fine print with this because I think it's a trick. I mean, you look at it, it says Apple gift card, but you look closer, it's just for those green apples. But oh, they can come, they can come to my house uh, for the yeah, Apple gift it. card. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Yes. Uh, Keurig brand TVs, thirty percent off. I didn't Keurig. know they made TVs. Uh, huh. Yeah, uh, and then um, apparently uh, doorbuster stocking stuffers uh, for kids. Uh, Roseanne Barr diversity coloring books, and I can <laughs> see why those are free. I don't know how those are going to work with the stocking stuff. So, oh, and then wow. Coles, uh, Coles is running the Keurig deal on the TVs as well. Uh, and then they also have Ninja Blenders are free uh, if you can find them. Uh, and then they have in fine print. But if they find you, dot, 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 have no clue what the hell that means. That's, so that's fair. You know, they are sneaky. Yeah, yeah. They're much like that's a all I got. Yeah, I get it. That's all I got. All right. So, Okay. I got uh, I got three more I can bang through here real okay. quick. Um, uh, this one kind of concerns just the, tonight's discussion. Uh, Walmart, the first three shoppers on Black Friday in store will receive one working killbot. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, so, yeah I'm, I'm down. Yeah, use it for your home needs. Maybe you own a warehouse. I don't know. I, I <laughs> as long as it brings Walmart me twenty four hours. Why do they have killbots? Yeah. If you'd like, to a, keep I, people I, watching I, people getting mutilated. Yeah, you know, probably just the ones at the subway when the subway closes. Yeah, have a nice day. You know, whatever. Or is the subway yeah. open twenty four hours? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it is because I feel like like when I lived in North Olmsted by Walmart, I would. I lived in that apartment, that high rise. I think Paul, did you move? You helped me. Oh, we, you, you and I, like you, like I, I was terrible that day, but we loaded the heaviest TV in the world into your apartment. If I yeah, remember. I was so happy when that thing was gone. Anyway, yeah. but I remember walking across the parking lot at like two in the morning, and be like, I'm getting a sandwich, and it was open. <laughs> so maybe there's twenty four. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, but I can tell you that TV uh, took years off my life. I remember that. So, yeah. <laughs> So, right, r- r- um, Richard, what else you got? Here, yeah, here, here's another one I have, uh, but this one's for 
maybe for Paul and Terry, maybe for some of the listeners out there who might be interested. Uh, Amazon's having a sweet deal where if you buy one copy of the Twilight Zone, the complete series Blu-ray, you will receive 75% off the complete masterworks of Earl Hamner Jr. Oh, now, now I, I have to clarify that the MSRP is valued at $0, so um, 75% off 0 You do the math. I'm kind of fuzzy on that sort of thing. Oh, damn. That I don't... cat was a witch. That's what I have to say I, about Earl Hamner Jr. It's, it's, it's a rough deal. <laughs> I, I think one of us is going to buy it, and that's it. One of us not so, being yeah. me. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, so. um, uh, <laughs> You you might uh, you might still get it. You know, in <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Are you upset that I sent you uh, the eighties Twilight Zone and I used the name Hamner in your address label? Is that what you're trying to pay me back for when I sent that to you physically? I am certainly not sitting on that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, not at all. all right. Not at all. So you have one more. Um, so, yeah. One more I have. Um, this one, this is a special deal just hot off the presses. Some people might not even be know, not even know about it, including the people involved. You buy the first two issues. This is an Etsy deal. Buy the first two issues of the Saturday Night Slasher. You will receive one, count them, one free bushel of apples from Paul's Yard. Oh, God damn it. Oh, my oh. God. No, oh. that's a terrible deal because the apples See? are bad. They're so bad. What's that? Hey, hey, hey! Don't don't try to downsell this, man. Come on, this, people love this sort of thing. You can still make pies out of it. Depending on the time of year, not the apples I have left. There's not going to be any pies it, happening. Like a, it's it's frozen. Come on, <laughs> rotted, full of full of bugs. All right. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is like World War Z type stuff right now that <laughs> we're talking bad. about. I don't like I don't like that you brought up the apple menace that's happening in my backyard. All right, so I have one last one. This is this is for Steve and for Joe. I'm gonna throw this out that to you guys. This is from Target as well. They have a special edition of Zack Snyder's Justice League for $29.99. It is this is the director's cut cut. It's eight hours long. It's just slowed down further. <laughs> And the Flash puts a few more hot dogs in Irish West's, Iris West's front pocket. A masterpiece, says the internet. Is it all done? Please tell me there's no dialogue. It's just eight hours of a piano playing. <laughs> I was hoping that there would be other seeds where he would just magically put uh, hot dogs in people's pockets. Like, oh, uh, I, you know, I would adore that uh, if, like, when you see Batman, you see the hot dog just like, like not in his <laughs> mouth, but like shoved into his cowl. And right, like, and he I, goes to reach for like his batarang, and he finds a, a bunch of dog. bunch of hot dogs. I mean, come on, let's be honest. If we had super speed and access to hot dogs, we would put a bunch of different wieners places where people weren't expecting them. So I'd be more interested if I can see myself in the film. <laughs> this version of the film is sounding extremely rapey. The more we talk about well, the hot dogs going, there's, so, there's so many wieners that can be had and placed in places. Yeah. Wieners. If I was super fast, I would put hot dogs here. <laughs> What? Like, uh, I mean, it, like, kind of, it kind of makes you think about the name Darkseid a little bit. If I'm so, just, uh, it, it's like uh, <laughs> of the moon oh. <laughs> and Motherbox. You got to think about some of those things being said. It's right. like Revenge of the Nerds with 
the the storyline. Like, can you can you see wieners in every other aspect of this? Like, yeah, I just what I'm saying is that as much as it's problematic, Justice League would be better with more wieners. Probably not. All right, so that's going to do it for us this week. We went it longer than usual. Surprise, surprise. There's five of us here now. Um, have a good holiday. Have a good Thanksgiving. Everybody um, overeat and pass out on a Thanksgiving. Be safe on Black Friday. It, it, take all these deals. Maybe find a Ninja Blender before it finds you. I think that's like, be careful. But like, I think it's a quality item. Um, next week, we're going to be doing our 300th episode. Uh, so Joe's going to be on that, uh, but he has told me recently, even though we just talked about shopping mall galaxy of terror, which is one of the posters being shown in the weird pizza shop, which is disgusting. That was in the movie. We didn't even talk about it. I'm going to put this to you and Steve and Joe and you, Steve right now, galaxy of terror for our three episode or the wizard, the Fred Savage movie. What do you guys want to do? I almost feel like you could do both. Cause I, <laughs> No, I told no. you Galaxy of Terror is like, what, an hour and like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And it could be summed up in like 20 minutes, I yeah, feel yeah, like. Well, but you, you know the show. It's going to go longer than that. But so I know. So but uh, like, so I don't know. Like, I, the wizard I haven't be fun. seen The Wizard in a while. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I've got a really good story about the Nintendo. I think I told you. I think I talked about the story about going in the Nintendo championship when I was 11 or whatever it was at the oh, IX well, Center. I, I don't know if you've talked about that, so I think that'd be fun. So, uh, Steve, wh- wh- where's your dog in the fight here? What do you want to do? I'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Well, that's a bullshit I've answer. Never seen what do you prefer? Okay. So yeah. You want an outside if, if answer? Yeah. If we're making a, a quick left here and we want to talk about the wizard, I am down. You guys should discuss the wizard. <laughs> you guys should discuss the wizard. Because it's ridiculous, and I'm, I'm just a fan. Just put my two cents in here. So yeah, that's California. You... We'll talk about. This. So all right, the fine. wizard. The wizard has a heart. It has heart. It has a Spider Man in it. It has a Spider Man. Um, like, it has a power glove. It has a power savage. It has a, a rad racing in it. It has a ninja Gaiden in it. It has a bridges. And I a, think do you guys and a Christian Slater. Like, I think we should talk about the wizard. So we'll do the wizard. I think you guys have a great discussion about it. And I'm going to email you some information about it because there is a lot of facets to that, that storyline that is really reminiscent to like the, the viewer and the game players and that. And like, I think you guys are going to have a good conversation. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm excited like, about I this. I feel like Terry's going to show up regardless. It's oh, going to be, I might, <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't been invited yet, but random. Like, like that day, which, what are you guys talking? What are you guys doing? What are you guys talking about? Like you know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you knew this was scheduled. Sit down. Yeah. So okay, fine. We're gonna talk about the wizard. It's gonna be a lot of Woot. fun. Um, yeah. Send me an I'm angel. Excited. It's gonna be great. So we're gonna do that next week. Um, ha- like I said, have a good holiday. Uh, thank you, hey, Richard, for coming on I'm the show. I'm still talking about Galaxy of Terror. I watch that thing. <laughs> okay, fine. It's gonna be a weird conversation. We're gonna be like, "Hey, what about that time Fred Savage ran into Robert England on that movie?" Uh, like, yeah. I, I will. Here, I'll promise you, Joe. I'll watch Galaxy of Terror. Like, we'll have a sidebar. It'll be fine. We won't have to. Like, it'll be, oh, like, we could know. do. Oh, just set it up as like your bonus footage as part of the Patreon. <laughs> bridge, we'll do it. <laughs> And then be like, yeah, all of our, yeah, be like at the end, all of our Patreon subscribers can listen to our our extra twenty minutes on Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, um, so we're gonna go film that, and then like at the end of the episode, we'd be like, oh man, 
I want to hear what they're saying. And then you get your, your paper. There you go. That's, that's, that, how, that how, that that's how we bring them in. Right. Know. So, uh, but yeah, Richard, thank you for coming on. I know it was uh, longer sure. than usual, but that was expected. We had a lot of fun. Eh. Thank you for coming on. Eh. It's always, invasion's always long. It's a good time. It's a good time. That's just I mean, you and I did, we did like three hours plus on Salem's Lot and Zoltan the Hound Dracula. So we've done that before. Oh, so yes. Two classic, classic films. <laughs> So thank you for coming on. Thank you, Joe, for the surprise uh, coming on here. Thank you, Terry, for coming on as well. Of course, sir. Uh, and, and Steve, I mean, you're here, so I appreciate it. Uh, sure. I'm, I, don't know. <laughs> I probably I probably would have emailed you like on Friday. Be like, hey, I got them Black Friday deals. And you, yeah, we recorded two days ago. And I'd be like, oh, like, so I'm glad I was like forefront of the mind today. Like, oh, I should work on this. And. And texted, I texted you guys, and I was like, "Oh, they're doing it right now." Yeah, it was fun. So, no, of course, thank you, Steve. Like, you're always, you know, you're my rock, um, and you're my several concrete penises in front of the storefront. So, I appreciate that. Hey, it's it's like we always say here: as long as there's cookies, it's okay. 